Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. Mega Man Radio Network. Tonight is a live show. It is September 11th, 11 p.m. And this is a special 911 anniversary show. I'm going to have my special guest, Anthony J. Hilder. Anthony is a good friend, and uh, no one better to talk about 911. The day that America was sold the greatest lie of all time. Anthony J. Hilder has done over 17,000 interviews. He's also a prolific filmmaker. And his documentary movies blow the cover off things such as the New World Order, Area 51 and the UFO Conspiracy, the Franken-Fed, the Beast of the Bible Belt, and a, uh, just so many, so many titles I can't even remember them. He is always busy working to pull the cover off of the lies that are being sold to American citizens. His website is freeworldfilmworks.com, and I would encourage you to bookmark that and go over and 
order some of these videos. I mean, it's just it's shocking, folks, when you find out the real truth that you're not going to hear from the uh, the major networks that have been bought out. Before I start to preach, let me go to the phone line here and bring on AJ. Anthony J. Hilder, are you on the phone today? Uh, my friend, I don't want people to get the misinformation here. It's not going to be as good as it was, as Howard Beale put it. It's not going to be that good at all. Don't think that the Obama bunch is going to be as nice as Adolf Hitler was. We're talking about real trouble. We're not talking about television just giving us misinformation and disinformation. We're talking about them, the evil archie that controls this country, bringing us into a new world order. Ein Volk, Ein Reich, Ein Führer. And if you liked what Hitler did, you're going to love what Obama is doing. He has spent more money in his first two years in office, put us more in debt than all of the other presidents from George Washington through Mr. 666, that's Ronald Wilson Reagan. It is, but you don't have to worry about it. Don't, don't think about it. Because you won't have to pay it. Other than you, though, you may have to surrender your house or your grandma has got to give up, uh, you know, her bedroom and, uh, her grandchildren. It's going to get real bad. We're going into a Hitlerian superstate, a new world order. Ein Volk, ein Reich, ein Führer, one world, one race, one ruler. As it was prophesied in the Bible, so it is happening today. I was speaking to one fellow out in the, the mall here in Santa Monica. They call it the promenade. Christian, he was telling me about Obama. By the way, he was black, and he was telling me about the abomination, about Obamageddon, about those in the rap field who are now worshiping Baphomet. That's the devil. We take a look at uh, Uncle Sam with the you know goat-like beard and the star in the center of the hat and the hat flanging out, out like horns, just like in the goat of Baphomet. Uncle Sam is the goat of Baphomet. That's where the idea came. He says, I want you to serve the army. I want you to serve Satan. Even the hairs match up in the go to Baphomet. And the rap groups are now worshiping Lord Lucifer. And I think it's quite fitting that the Beyonce and her husband and some, and I hear the Queen Latifah and so, oh, these are all rumors. Just rumors that they have gained power by surrendering their soul to the devil. But then you too can go to hell. All you have to do is get in line. Get in the queue. You may not even have to get in the queue. They may might just line you up. So... 
good to speak to you, my friend Bruce. You know, it's it's a blessing that you have uh, brought this show and new light to talk radio. And I hope that some of you out there, if there are some of you out there, pick up the phone to call in and talk to me and talk to Bruce. Bruce has been trying to change the world for a period of years to inside a revelation. He's been involved with me in a couple of films. And all of the information which is covered up, we are trying to do and uncover up to let it all hang out, not just to do a Howard Beale to say it's bad, but to do something to make it bad for the enemy. And the worse it gets for them, the better it gets for us. Amen. Freedom to live, they must die. And you say, oh, that's terrible. Why would you say that? Hell is more than just a state of mind. Obama and his banksters boys are not just on their knees shining their shoes. We have a bad, bad, bad bunch. I was taking a look at a, a $100 trillion note from Zimbabwe. A trillion is a thousand billion and a billion is a thousand million. A hundred thousand billion. God. I can't even you count that high, Anthony. What? I said I can't even count that high. Well, God, have people mercy. who listen to talk shows like this, and you probably have a small audience, but don't judge the audience by the size, the numbers, but by the depth of perception. We can change it, but it, it requires that you're willing to do it. You're willing to do that which has never been done. To go out on the, on the street like I did today in the 911 rally, talking to a variety of people, uh, black, white, left, right. They know that 911 was an inside job. And if the media continues to perpetuate the lie, they will bury us. We will, if we buy the lie, we will bury ourselves. And there's so much that we can do because a book can be read by one in maybe two or three hours. You can reach a million before a book can be read by one. They gave out DVDs, about 1,200 of them free, along the Palisades Park, which overlooks the Pacific Ocean and Santa Monica Pier, by the Big Cannon, where I first filmed Myron Fagan, my friend and mentor who gave us the Illuminati CFR records. But Obama has a mentor, somebody that he admired, somebody that he follows. Saul Alinsky, 
wrote Rules for Radicals, and, well, Saul dedicated his book to the Lord, <coughs> Lucifer. I have to choke a little bit on that. Call but that's who he dedicated his book to, Lord Lucifer. And Obama is following in the footsteps of Saul Alinsky. And you take a look at those who have surrounded him. All doing the Lord's work. Oh, it may not be your Lord, but certainly the Lord of the liberals, the Lord Lucifer. He's the same guy, Anthony. Yep. That uh, meet down every year at the uh, the Bohemian Grove. What's that all about? They, they sacrifice the children there. And they say, people say, "Oh, well, it's just <coughs> they 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 stopped doing that for real. They've just it's it's a simulation, a simulation. They simulate the burning of children alive for their Lord Lucifer." At the foot of the 40-foot owl of Moloch? If you have, if you don't have the message and you're thinking, well, you know, this guy is crazy, you can say, well, just forget the whole thing. I'm going to shut it off. Go watch some tennis reruns. Maybe you'll get an I Love Lucy. Or the Honeymooners. But, you know... You don't have to. You don't have to listen to the show. In fact, if you're into that sort of thing, I don't want you to listen to the show. Shut it off. Turn the channel. Don't get the message. There are people who are giving you another message. They do it in rap records. They do it in, in on CNN and uh, Mur. What is it, uh, Murdoch? Yeah, Murdoch's... Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. Now, he has uh, shown us the light. He's bringing all the neo-Nazis. You say, oh, the neocons. The neocons aren't Nazis. They're Marxists. I mean, they're Trotskyites. They're the old, you know, old Jews who joined with Lenin to foment the Soviet Revolution. The Russian Revolution. These guys are okay, but people still, you know, what they think that the problem is emanating from Jews had better think again because it's not Jews. No. You can't be a communist and a Jew, and you can't be a Jew and a communist. Communists don't believe in God. But there's a thing in the Bible that says beware of those who call themselves Jews. But are not. You say, well, come on, you're reading that old book again? You're bringing up that sort of stuff? Yeah, I am. Beware of those who call themselves Jews but are not. The Zionazis, they're thick as flies in New York. Whew. Anthony, let's go all the way back in time. Um, you're not. <laughs> You're not new to broadcasting, are you? 
you've done uh, what? What in last count, seventeen thousand radio interviews alone? Well, that was that was count was a couple of years ago, so it's a bit more than that, I guess. Wow. Uh, give the uh, listeners out there a uh, a bio on yourself. What have you been doing for the last couple of decades? You haven't been sitting on your hands, have you? Well, I've been making films, and it's not really important what I do. It's important that we take a look at some of the things that myself and other people have done. And why is it good? Because we can pick up a couple of bucks if you buy a copy? No. It's information, and the information needs to be spread. It needs to become contagious. You need to be affected by it. We have to incite a revelation. We have to to bring about an awakening, an understanding. You have to look deep inside what has been going on outside. Literally 1,200 people today have gotten those free DVDs. But out of the 1,200, maybe we'll have 800 or so people who actually watch them. These people wanted them and they got them from us. 1,200. But it's not going to end there. There's an equal amount of literature. But if you have six and a half people watch each one, and let's say this is just an effect. It's not very effective if you say six times six or 3,600, 3,600 people, 3,600. I mean, it's as big as a small city. But well, when you, you look have, at yes, you look at so 600 ahead. million Americans out there, many of whom bought the lie of 911. You know, the fateful day. I don't, when, I don't think we have 600 million Americans, but we have over 300 million Americans, and whatever number it is, we cannot forever remain ignorant and free. Just doesn't work. I, you know, I actually I overspoke. The other 300 million that came in through the border, they really aren't Americans; they're illegals. Um, we don't know how many that came in last night, Anthony, and uh, because we don't know that, we don't know how many suitcase nukes came in. Uh, but we we know that. Uh, well, they right came in today as we speak. <laughs> but what the government does know is they know uh, the names of the 18 hijackers literally within hours of. Uh, the biggest lie ever sold on America. The well, day with 3,000... Let's, let's just accept what the government told us. The FBI lie told us there, there was these 19 guys. 19. And of the 19, there's seven of them that are still alive, so they couldn't possibly have done the, the bombing. So if you mark the 17 from the 19, that makes 12, and then there was one that was dead before the event. That makes 11. And you put two guys on each of those planes to take over.
over the cockpit and fly the plane. Then that leaves three people. So that's, um, well, three people for four planes. So it actually leaves about three quarters of a guy per plane. <laughs> or a fellow with, with a cane or just one arm and then carrying a box cutter in one hand as he comes over and tries to rob somebody on the plane. Well, that they bought down at Trader Joe's, nonetheless. Well, that was uh, the Trader Joe scenario. See, you've got to understand that we've been sold out and we've been sewn up into this pouch where there's dozens and dozens and dozens of really nice-looking Latino people and then brought over to the tub. Oh, my God. We're just going to drown in the... uh, this pool of blood, if you don't understand, if you don't get the message, I'm asking somebody out there, someone listening, to call. And Bruce, if you give them the number. We're going to do that. We're going to have open lines tonight, folks, as we start breaking down 911, the greatest lie ever sold. And we're going to be talking about a number of things tonight. It's my special privilege to have Anthony J. Hilder on tonight. This is a live program. The call-in number for tonight is going to be area code 917-889-2745. Again, you can call in and speak to Anthony J. Hilder, live from Los Angeles at 917-889-2745. Anthony, on that day there was 3,000 people that went to work that did not go home, most of which were mailroom clerks, secretaries, personal assistants, but... No one of any notoriety. A lot of people were told not to go into work that day. I know what it must have been. I'm sorry. Obviously, uh, Osama bin Laden must have been hanging out down there in in, uh, the Lower East Side, telling those fellows from the uh, from the Borscht Belt not to go into work. That must have been it, because they would otherwise there would have been about fifty thousand that would have died. So, I'm sorry, I misled you. I forgot about Bin Laden being out there and his guys uh, to let the people know not to get on the, uh, not to go into work that day. I'm sure that that must have been it because we know that Bin Laden was an apparatchik for government agencies. Apparatchiks, it would mean that that he would have uh, his day out there trying to recruit some of these people. And when the day finally came, he was telling some of his guys over there um, in the diamond, well, in the diamond market, that we had a, 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 a new perspective being given to the American public. And we had new films that were going to be put out by the government. There's dozens of films now about the 911 event. But none of them are saying that it was done by the government. 
everybody is saying that the government is taken over by the people. No, 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 no. No, no, that's a... Oh, I think it's the other way around, Bruce. The people have been taken over by the government. We no longer work for ourselves and the government works for us. The government is our master and we, the people, are the servant. Well, Anthony, somebody in the uh, the FBI had a Freud and slip. I want everybody out there and listening uh, to go over to FBI.gov and pull up the uh, top ten most wanted list. Uh, you should be able to find Osama there, right? I couldn't mm-hmm. find him, Anthony. i tell you who I did find, though. I found a guy that the FBI is calling Usama bin Laden. U-S-A-M-A. Folks? Right. U-S-A-M-A. Listen, uh, someone out there <laughs> knows the truth. Now, my friend, and if I don't know that you've met him, but it's Ted Gunderson, former head of the FBI in Los Angeles, Dallas, and Memphis. Ted is uh, an extraordinary man. He and I were talking about the 911 event in 1995. We were talking about them coming back to do it again. And, whoa, it was done. He called me, I don't know, or I called him from, from Los Angeles to Vegas. He said they'd done it. We started our our film on September 11th, 2001, and finished in Halloween. But this wasn't the first time they tried, Anthony. Oh, they tried in 1993 when uh, Sheikh Omar Abdul Rahman, the blind cleric, came in to uh, do some damage to this country. They didn't get here without permission. So they had permission to enter private land, private uh, property. Um, well, oh, wait a minute. I do. I don't want to confuse this. Yeah, I don't want you to think that this event occurred. With the acceptance, the acceptance of the United States government, these are apparatchiks who, like Obama, had been working for the United States government, but had given them enough information so that the U.S., the apparatchiks which work for the Council on Foreign Relations or the CIA, could have enough information to com- to do a composite on who they felt had taken had taken this action against the World Trade Center. As it turns out, seven of the people who the U.S., uh, the FBI says did it are still alive. One was dead before. Dead men can't play against each other. And the one really wonderful thing about this, uh, 911, The Greatest Liar, ever sold, and uh, my friend Bruce Lee here was with me and did actually, you filmed me at the very last in San Francisco at Coit Tower as I concluded the film, 911, The Greatest Lie Ever Sold, 
and it's in 23 countries in seven languages. Bruce Lee has it together. So we're going to continue this exposure. Oh, and by the way, the the, uh, the three fellows remaining, there's you know five, seven that were uh, still alive. One was dead before, so that they left eleven, uh, two each, two of of the four groups to control the airplanes, to fly the airplanes, and then one third of a guy wearing crutches or uh, maybe he just didn't have any hands was to shake up the uh, news conference. And, so what we're uh, looking at is a, a, a one-legged, one-armed man uh, coming over the, the, the airplane, yes, and uh, having everybody did. just sit down. You know, somebody's yeah, grandma could just toe. beat him down with a purse. While running down the road trying to cut people with a Trader Joe's uh, plastic knife. And we know this because someone placed a phone call, folks, um, using a technology that must have come from the future. Because cell phones were not possible at altitude at that time. But we only know the name of the, the hijackers because we found all their passports that miraculously floated down out of uh, an explosion so hot that's supposed to melt still into pulls of molten metal. Bruce, you don't understand. Well, my These passports just floated down like Just an forgive, angel. Bruce. He doesn't understand. These things were made out of, uh, uh, God, what is it? Kryptonite. Yes. Kryptonite? Kryptonite passports. <laughs> you, you could burn your feet walking on that melted steel, but... This one passport from Obama, Mohammed Atta, came floating on down. And it was made with the help of some people um, who, well, let's, 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 let's just for one second take a look at this thing. Three men, and not full men either, uh, about three-quarters of a man each took over these planes, we are told. But the FBI came outside the next day, and they, they found it, there's a building that's melted. Steel was melted, and on top of the steel is a passport of <laughs> Mohammed Atta. It went through the fire, went through the steel, the concrete, the steel girders, the beams that held up the building from the center. Don't forget about the uh, the desk and the trash cans and well, then the toilets and the electric, all that stuff. Yep, the bodies, all the way through. Oh man! But That's total bullcrap. It's all possible, you know, under the Bush uh, the Bush physics. You can't steel cannot melt by a jet A fuel. It's impossible. You do it for 10,000 years, but on this one particular night, whoa. We've got them looking at uh, a huge, I don't know. And simultaneously, Anthony, we've got uh, four aircraft that have went off the radar of NORAD for about a four-hour period. We've got a uh, 
an aircraft that's uh, supposed to have hit uh, the Pentagon, yet there is uh, no wings, there's no fuselage, uh, there's no body parts, there's nothing strewn across the several mile radius. It's supposed to go poof and be vaporized instantly. Now, this is the greatest lie ever sold on America. Bruce, I'm telling you, I've got a little bit of difficulty believing this. Three quarters of a man with a box car, a box cutter, about a fifth of an eighth inch long, standing maybe 80, 90, 100 different men off with a box car. God, it's, it's 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 so unbelievable that it's so it's so big that uh, like Hitler said, the bigger the lie. But Anthony, uh, aren't we to trust uh, Bush? I mean, I mean, he said he saw it on a uh, a closed circuit television monitor as it was going down. Well, see, he said he saw it on television when asked uh, by a fellow named um, I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, but he was it was at a high school in He's reading a children's, uh, a children's story, right? No, no, that's he was reading the children's story, but the, he was reading this is a, this guy is so sharp. He was reading the book upside down. So sharp. Yeah, I guess he was trying to be, you know, do some tricks to those kids, ah, you know, they were, you know, they were going to buy it <laughs> they tried it upside down. He was listening to them, listening to them, and then uh, Mr. Uh, what was the um, Andrew Card? He came over there and told him about the second the bombing. Whew. I wonder how he reacted on the first one. <laughs> you know, but he told him he says, "Listen, second one, second one hit." That's all he said. He couldn't have said anything more because he's only up there for about three seconds. Oh. So there was two bombings, but obviously the Secret Service didn't think that was particularly dangerous to the president. The two largest buildings in the United States, blown off the face of the earth, hit by car, you know, the uh, cars with wheels and with uh, wings and tail sections. Flying cars, almost like a flying boxcar, that's what they call a, an aeroplane. Wow. And I'm thinking, this information came out. Nobody ever questioned for one minute that this wasn't the truth. Because when asked by this fella and the... Uh, in the school, when did you first hear about this, Mr. President? He said, well, I was watching it on television, and then I was asked to go into the other room to speak to the school children. Now, there's only one problem with that. You know what that is? It wasn't on commercial television. He would have to be watching it on closed-circuit CIA from the limo. Oh, but there was this one woman uh, from uh, Britain. She was with the BBC, and she really had a, a news broadcast. She was telling the British audience uh, 
that Building 7 had gone down. That's Larry Silverstein's building. She was telling him that the building had gone down. Then, apparently, uh, they forgot to tell her, or they, they gave her the information a little early, because the building hadn't gone down, just sort of an advance notice. But did we hear about that in the the nine one one story? No, no. I mean, I'm talking about the uh, the thesis that was put forth by the investigating committee. No, we didn't hear about that at all. And I am so 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 upset, Bruce, that not everybody out there believes that this was done by Arabs. Of course it was done by Arabs. How can we think that it wasn't done by Arabs? With the exception of just one thing, um, those planes, which were supposed to have been taken over, um... weren't brought down by the the largest, most powerful military in, in the planet Earth. In fact, they were caught totally unaware. It was a total surprise. Oh, what a story, Bruce. And we know that the, three, the three-quarter man that appeared in those planes to frighten all of the, the, the grown men, football players, and passengers was certainly enough. Oh, God, I'm, I'm so tired from the day today, and the, the, I'm zonked. But talking to all of these people who are telling me that they don't believe the story that's put out by the government. They don't believe that Jet A Fuel, which runs the engines of all of the planes that go back and forth across the country. They, the people I was talking today, they don't believe that the Jet A fuel, which doesn't melt the commercial engines, could melt the girders of this Disneyland Express. But you know something? They don't, do they? Oh. Because they, they know that the only thing that can take down steel girders and reduce it to pools of molten liquid is military-grade thermite, folks. Oh, but, but listen, but Obama's bad. I mean, uh, this fellow, uh, Mohammed Atta, his passport went right through there, went down in the ground. The FBI leaned over and said, what's this? That's why it's a passport. They opened it up. It burnt the steel. It burnt the titanium. It took out the steel girders, but it left intact Muhammad Atta's passport. And I thought, oh, what a blessing. I wouldn't want to get off on the wrong track and believe that the steel couldn't melt iron girders. So we'll just have to discount the uh, the one story about all of this and start believing the full story that's put out by um, 
the neo-Canassis. There were new uh, chapters in physics written that day, weren't there, Anthony? Yes, in fact, I was with an engineer, or and it's from the engineers and architects, the uh, the Gage uh, group today, uh, just at this nine one one event in Santa Monica. Oh, and he said, I said, well, certainly. Um, Steel could melt the engine. He says, no, it can't. And I said, wait a minute. Come on. I mean, you're not a government engineer, are you? He says, no. He says, only the government engineers can believe that these steel girders were built by, uh, oh, God, maybe fairies, two fairies or something. Because what is, how does the song go? Or the poem. The time has come, the walrus said, to talk of many things, of shoes, of ships, of seaweed wax, of cabbages and kings, and why the sea is boiling hot. You're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. We've got special guest Anthony J. Hilder on tonight. We're talking about 911, Obama bin Bush, and the greatest lie ever perpetrated on America. The day that um, new laws of physics were created. Well, they probably knew that, just like they probably knew and were told by the media that um, Bush's brother was in charge of the security for the World Trade Center. The day it went down and uh, Building 7 um, went down because uh, Obama went over there and blew on it. Well, I know he's been blowing Obama, on something. Osama, I, I can't uh, keep them straight. They look like brothers. Well, that's just in their hearts. In soul. Uh, and I take a look at the, the, the two engines. I, I thought they were 90 feet across. These other guys I was with today, a fellow who works with the uh, airplane mechanics, he said they were 12 feet across. But he said they just melted up. And they, the jet A fuel melted them, melted the steel girders, the toilets, everything, the closets, the everything. But it took the, uh, the image came to me uh, that uh, we can't possibly win this war. At least that's the image from some some of our brothers. I think we're just slow, Anthony. You know, I mean, uh, I think we're just when they gave up brains, they uh, they missed us. I mean, you know, just like they missed Leon Panetta, who was sitting in the underground bunker. Uh, scratching his head as he heard uh, Cheney. Now, Leon Panetta is the uh, head of the Central Intelligence Agency. And uh, Panetta is the bankster's boy. But it's very important that you can keep your contacts with Leon Panetta because 
he'll tell you the truth. John, um, John Lear, I heard John Lear's name today. And he was talking about all of the things that are... Believable by the. If I if I if I'm sounding really foggy, folks, it's because I've been up for two days. First of all, doing a film, and secondly, going out and talking to literally dozens of people on film. And I'm thinking of this 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 lie. How can you put it all together? How can you believe that? Maybe Schwarzenegger created this uh, this uh, this uh, oh god I'm just I'm just so foggy excuse me uh, I guess uh, 41 hours without sleep <laughs> brings me to the point where I have got to uh, get something that is um, like a nicotine fix. Or a caffeine fix. How does the song go? You're the nicotine in my coffee, the tannin <laughs> in my tea. Like the president's uh, Obama, you're the poison for me. Anthony, I'm still uh, I'm still hoping the uh, my application ex- accepted. I uh, I wanted to uh, enroll in the uh, the Cessna school and take the uh, the crash course and learn how to fly. Uh, a 767 in record time and do maneuvers that even a uh, a veteran uh, F-16 pilot couldn't do with 20 years of active service and get it all done in about a four-week period. Some of those guys couldn't even drive a car. And of the two engines that were that were, that were supposed to be in the plane that hit the uh, the Pentagon, the engines weren't found. But they and that would there would be huge rotors. But maybe I was talking to one fellow. I said maybe they did. They, 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 once they hit the uh, the Pentagon, they just the two engines sort of shrunk, and then it just left one engine. So it had a three foot pyramid. Oh my God! And there's a three foot rotor. There's a three foot rotor. I saw that. And maybe the two big ones just just disappeared and went from the twelve two twelve foot to one three foot rotor. Brother, if we can't laugh sometimes, I mean, uh, we would be crying right now. Uh, Really, really smart thinking. Heads up for that. Now, what did you say? I said if if we don't we didn't insert a little bit of uh, comic relief tonight, folks. I mean, we would be crying, and you should be crying because nine one one. Was an inside job, and if you have not come to that knowledge, then I don't know that there's much we can do for you because the same people that brought you 911 are getting ready to pull the next trigger. Oh, it wasn't bad no. enough. I mean, that, that would be like saying that uh, that Adolf Hitler burnt down the Reichstag and then blamed it on his agents, or that maybe. Um, George Bush Sr., his father, Prescott Bush, financed Adolf Hitler during World War II with 
Brown Brothers Harriman? But don't take my word on it. Go get Time Magazine, people. This goes way back. This is not uh, pick on Obama tonight. This goes way back. We're talking Clinton. We're talking Bush Sr., Bush Jr. You know, Bush Sr.'s nickname, by the way, was Poppy Bush. Poppy Bush because he smuggled uh, opium out of uh, the Golden Triangle, Nam, Nam, Laos, Cambodia. But, Anthony, don't take my word on it. Take the word of the most decorated soldier in Vietnam, Colonel Bo Greitz, which interviewed General Kaesong, who said, yes, I sold drugs to, uh, to Bush Sr. Poppy Bush is his nickname, as we call him. And his handler, Colonel Armitage, which incidentally was hired as the Assistant Secretary of State under George Bush Jr. It's an incestuous relationship, folks. But I guess you knew that. I guess you also knew that uh, Obama was a CIA double agent by the name of Tim Osmond. And he was most likely dead that, when they pulled Ted the Jennison attack. Told me, but I had a friend, uh, Mark Seidenberg. Uh, yes. Do an interview with me on this, the Piro down here in Hermosa Beach, and uh, I guy, he's telling me the story about Obama being born in Zanzibar, an island in Zanzibar. I thought he was born in the Bronx. No. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, uh... It goes way back, Anthony. I mean, uh, look, uh, and folks, listen. You, you, you follow the money, you go up the command and control structure, you're going to come to the same conclusion as we have when we have looked at it. At the very top of that uh, pyramid is none other than Lucifer himself, who is the, the premier puppet master. And uh, they want everything you've ever had, everything you have, or everything you will have. And they're well on their way, Anthony, to doing it because, uh, you know, people don't care about the facts. They're not concerned that jet fuel doesn't burn hot enough to, to melt girders down to pools of molten liquid. They're not interested in the fact uh, that the janitor who uh, was a little bit late to work that day and who would normally have breakfast at the restaurant at the top. Um, he couldn't even do his job that day because they'd locked all the stairwells. And one of the other janitors, he uh, was conveniently uh, missing in action with the keys that day. And everybody else of importance was uh, not at work that day conveniently. Just a bunch of mailroom clerks and secretaries and uh, and, and regular working people. They weren't interested with the fact that the, the mayor was told not to fly that day or the fact that uh, Cheney was in the uh, the underground bunker under the White House watching it all on big screen TV. They're not interested with the fact that we were running an operation that he called Operation Tripod, which was simulating an attack on... Uh, a major commerce center with domestic airlines, or the fact that uh, if you or I right now were to jump on our Cessna and fly off, and we veered off course, that uh, within minutes we would have F-16s on our tail. 
ready to put up a, a heat-seeking missile up our tail. But yet, um, they missed it for four hours that day. Mm-hmm. But folks, I know the real facts. I know the, the fact that uh, this was the greatest lie ever sold on America. In the terms of Stephen Houston, who worked with MI6 at the time, his handler said, this is the greatest job the CIA has ever pulled. And where does it all go? It goes over to a place called Afghanistan, where the uh, the Taliban have just raised to the ground one of the greatest cash crops that fun, funnel our black operations, the CIDA, of all time. It's called opium. Nor will they tell you that... Uh, we couldn't get the pipeline pushed to the Caspian Sea until we took out those uh, those guys who don't like to, to shave. The true story is this was pulled to do both of those. And uh, the opium trade is, is bustling, Anthony. I think it had a, a record season this past year. The black budget coffers are just overflowing now. We've got that pipeline. We've also got a little country called Iraq now out of it, don't we? And what do those Americans have to show for it? They've got a, a planned mosque to commemorate it all nine years ago. When they stole your freedom, freedoms courtesy of a 500-page document that was just written overnight that uh, no one was allowed to read. A uh, little document known as the uh, the Patriot Act and the Homeland Security Bills. Folks, it's nothing more than rape. Rape of America. And I'm, uh, I'm insulted that a government would think that uh, the people are so stupid that they would buy into something that defies all laws of physics. Yet the facts keep coming out. The facts that uh, George Bush' brother was in charge of uh, the <laughs> the security of the World Trade Center today. The same man who went over and was put in charge in the London trade bombings, where they killed a guy for wearing a jacket that day. They questioned him with about seven bullets in the head. And Giuliani happened to be in uh, both locations. What a, I guess that's just a coincidence. I guess, I guess, uh, I guess we shouldn't go to work in any, uh, high rise, Anthony, because it could just, it could just fall down of its own free accord, like Building 7 did. Well, it could blow us away. Well, that's not the truth, folks. The truth is, is Larry Silverstein said on tape, you can go Google it. YouTube it. We decided to pull it. Folks, you cannot pull it without pre-planted demolitions. I mean, it was as fine as any hotel that's decommissioned in Vegas. Came down like a pancake. Military-grade thermite, folks. Go Google Operation Tripod. The shame, though, Anthony, is uh, that this isn't the first time they've tried this, nor will it be the last.
and the Holocaust that's coming this time is not only for the Jews, but it's for the Christians and the patriots. They want us all to check in uh, to Camp FEMA, Anthony. Just like the Hotel California, you go in, you never come out. That's what they call permanent residence. It's called FEMA Camp uh, Hospitality Suites. We'll leave the lights on for you. No, they want to snuff out your lights, folks. Because, you know, the American public will buy into anything, Anthony. Everything that is uh, told over the uh, the airwaves has got to be true. But the, the facts show otherwise, don't they? They show that, they show that uh, Pearl Harbor was an inside job. The facts have come out 60 well, years I've later. I've a book called uh, The... On Pearl Harbor, with, with uh, Colonel Curtis B. Dallas, Roosevelt's former son-in-law. And we call it the Warlords of Washington. Not only did they drop the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but they did after the war was over. Not officially, but they knew that the Japanese had offered three conditional uh, peace overtures, and they all were considering it. All of the Japanese were considering because it, it uh, allowed them to retain their emperor as head of Japan, and it didn't uh, didn't work. So, Anthony, we have a uh, caller. I'm going to go yes. to the phone lines, and if you would like to uh, make a comment, you'd like to ask AJ Hilder a question. The call number tonight is nine one seven eight eight nine two seven four five. You're on the air with uh, Anthony G. Hilder and Omega Man. How can we help you? Hey, Shannon. I know this voice, Rando. How are you, my friend? What's up, brother? Uh, I'm enjoying the show. I just wanted to throw a few things in there, and I appreciate you so much, Anthony, for the for the message and the truth that you're shouting out. You know, there's so many inconsistencies in this whole 9-11 lie, you know, right, right down to the debris that, that fell from the towers was was contaminated, and they sent it abroad, you know, to be sold as scrap before there could be any scientific tests run on it. Uh, you know, the records from communications and transcripts from the planes were never released. Uh, and you, and we know the reasons. Everybody might be sitting there saying, why why would the government do this? Well, one reason was uh, then they could, they could go ahead and uh, throw the Patriot Act in there and just do away with our constitutional rights right there. And... Um, and, you know, the things like the, anthra the anthrax scare, uh, you know, that was thrown in there when people started digging and getting a little bit close to the truth, Shannon, and, and uh, you know, had to offset that, just like the Iraqi war. You know, let's get it, let's get this shoved through there. Uh, then, you know, when that started not working, let's go into Afghanistan and do the same thing. So, you know, this is just a, a ploy by an elitist group to take our rights away and a herd us like cattle to the, to the prisons. It's coming, guys. If you uh, listen to the sound of my voice, you remember what Rando the Mando said tonight on 9-11. Actually, it's midnight where you're at, uh, Shannon, but uh, uh, they're they're getting ready to hurt us away. I, I have a, a friend 
who used to be in the government uh, pretty high up, and he told me he knows of 100,000 boxcars that were ordered with uh, shackles in them. They're brand new, sitting, sitting in rail yards in, a, in warehouses all over the nation. It, well, it's actually, true. I was in, uh, I, was in uh, I think it was uh, Salt Lake, and uh, this fellow who's a trucker wanted me to meet his friend, and his friend is a, an iron man. He collects junk, uh, and then has it have he has it melted down, and he, that's how he made his money. And uh, the Iron Man went up to uh, this uh, military base north of uh, of uh, Salt Lake, but towards Ogden. And he went in there, and he was looking around the base. He said, how about those boxcars over there, right? Uh, Are they for the sale? The old boxcars. He said, well, no, no, no. We're working. We're retrofitting them. He said, did did he mind if he took a look? He said, no. No, 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 no. He says, go ahead. He's looking out there in the cars, and the uh, leg irons and uh, hand uh, irons, are set for two different, three different sizes for children, mm-hmm. for adults, and he said, "Well, uh, uh, he took a look at these, and, and these, these were beer cars. They'd been old beer cars with real thick insulation. I guess so. You know, they couldn't hear the screams." Yeah, and and not to mention, you know, um, I know also a, a truck driver. He was, uh, if you know anything about how truck drivers do, they haul loads across country. A lot of times, they don't know what they're hauling. The their loads are sealed, and then the seal is cut when they get to the destination. We just happened to go through a checkpoint at the Arizona uh, state line checkpoint, and they cut the seal to see what he was carrying. When they opened it up, it was filled with signs, and they all said martial law. This was back in uh, this was back in '99, I believe. Uh, trucks, I mean, just from front to back to the top, you can see these signs. Why do they need all those signs that say martial law unless they're getting ready to enforce martial law? Somebody's getting ready. we got FEMA camps all over the United States. Um, you know, our rights are being snatched away from us. We know what's going on with it, Shannon. We know, who's, we know that the devil's at work here, and we know that these Luciferians that are running our country are the ones who are, are behind this. But, I, I, you know, I think it's time like people like you and I stand up and say, you know, we're not that stupid. You might you might hurt us away. You might shut us up. You might kill us. But there's going to be some people that listen to us. Now, Obama's mentor uh, is uh, Saul Alinsky, and he dedicated his book to Lucifer. Yeah. And there's new rap songs out there. Uh, listening to somebody who is a, uh, uh, a writer for a major movie star. And... The individual was telling me that some of the rappers, the new ones, are into this uh, Baphomet thing. Yeah. Uh, they'd mentioned uh, Beyonce and her husband, and the Baphomet is Uncle Sam. Right. If you take a look at the the, the, the hairs on the goat. Make, they're identical to the hairs on Uncle Sam. The star at the top of the hat is like the star at the top, the pentagram, on the top of the go to Baphomet. You mix them. You put one on top of the other, and you discover 
that Uncle Sam is Lucifer. Uncle Sam is Lucifer. Now, somebody who's out there wants to do a poster. I can have a graphic artist put this thing together for about $175. He'll put it together. We'll do it in layers so that the world can see that Uncle Sam is, is Lucifer. He says, I want you to serve. Mm-hmm. I want you to serve Lucifer. When the military sees this poster up on the net, when it goes out to dozens of different websites, when it goes out to military bases across the world, the military will understand that they are serving not the interest of the people of the United States, but the interest of those who want to take over the United States. And the ones who orchestrated this are the ones who who stood to make the most of the money. You know, if you look back at the CIA direct, the executive director, I think his name was Buzz Congard, he uh, he handled all those transactions, you know, of monies paid out for people who had uh, uh, suspiciously uh, put options uh, forward for that were purchased for shares in companies that lost stocks. And when the stocks plummeted after after 9-11, uh, there were people in the government that just made fortunes. Uh, how did how did they know? How did those well, I was, know I was told by one individual, and I won't mention who they are, okay. uh, who they who not they but who this individual is i'm not going to mention the name but i know that they have contacts with some of the uh, top brass within the american illuminati wealthy beyond almost beyond belief and they told this individual says do whatever you have to do but i want you to to sell all of the stocks sell your car sell anything Short, short United Airlines, short American Airlines. And this was in the week before the the, uh, event. He says he'll pick up millions. Now, the individual didn't do that. And the event did occur. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just amazing to me that that it was pretty much for fun and for money to to the the powers that that were in charge of our government. If you look at at Bush, he looked like a monkey sitting there holding that book, you know, in that classroom. And then he's got enough gall to come out later and say that he saw the first plane. Well, there was never a nobody saw the first plane hit. I think there was a a film. No, no, no I believe him. Crew. I believe that Bush was. Telling the truth. He was telling the truth. He just didn't put the whole thing together. Yeah. Watching it on television, it was on closed circuit CIA. And he watched nearly 3,000 people lose their lives, and he didn't even make a comment. He just sat there, his book upside down, supposedly reading to the school children. 
Yeah, but did, did anybody see the first plane hit? You know, at that time when when you know when he was sitting there reading that, did he really? Did anybody? Know, we didn't see the first of plane there, hit. There, was, just, a, there yeah. was no television cameras focused right. on the World Trade Center, with Absolutely. the exception of closed circuit CIA yeah. Yeah. expecting so, the event to happen. Yeah, there was an that. Israeli. There was an Israeli film crew out there filming. And they were cheering and jumping up and down and doing the whole thing. Yeah. And when we talk about the Illuminati, the Zionazi, those people were allowed exit out of the country. Yeah, well, there, was there 41 of them that were rounded up and shipped out by Michael Chertoff? I think you it was right. Do um, you remember where all the aircraft were grounded for, for 72 hours? Yeah. Yes, civilian aircraft, but the government at that very moment was flying out a jumbo jet full of uh, Osama's family, mm -hmm. which uh, had preferential uh, treatment because um, they're also members and uh, business associates with the Bush family. Now, my friend, the former head of the Bin Laden construction group, Anthony. Yes. Now, my friend, you know, uh, Ted Gunnison, former head of the FBI in Los Angeles, Dallas, and Memphis, was at a meeting in the, the San Fernando Valley, which is the bedroom of Los Angeles. And they were at that, that meeting, and um, there was an individual over there. His name is uh, oh, Osmond, Tim Osmond. Tim Osmond. All fella. Didn't have a beard. Didn't speak at all. But he discovered later that Tim Osmond was Osama, uh, I mean Obama, not Obama. You're getting all these names confused. That's uh, Osama bin Obama, no. Osama bin Bush, no. No, it's uh, Osama bin Laden. Bin Laden, son of Laden. Who own a uh, one of the largest construction groups in Saudi Arabia? One that uh, has clear ties to the Bush family. They've done many construction projects. Uh, they're all in bed together, folks. But wait, 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 but they didn't do that. There wasn't any Arabs involved in here. There weren't any Islamic terrorists. No. Not a single solitary one. No, because Osama was. Uh, probably dead at the point in time. People forget the fact that he was visited by the CIA in the hospital. For dialysis. Yeah. And he was dying of, he was requiring several dialysis a week, folks. Well, of course they've got those things up there in the mountains. Oh, yeah, they have them in every cave, right? That's that. And we're over there right now still looking for them, aren't we? And it's, but the, guy the lie is so big, it's so preposterous. Yeah. But, but here's the problem. We've got this, the dumbest, the dumbest, the most gullible, naive group of people in the world. What is it H.L. Mencken once said? One can never underestimate the intelligence of the American public. At the beginning of this show, I was just falling Asleep for four, 41 hours or so without without sleep, and then I went and had uh, a root canal, and I was 
Wow. Juiced up with all of this, the Novocaine. And then I, then I keep thinking of all of this. I said, we, it's the American public that's got the Novocaine. They're yeah. numb. Over in England, they're dead from the neck up. <laughs> they're walking zombies, the walking, talking dead. Their, their sovereignty had been surrendered at the Lisbon Treaty, and yet, two days later, and when this thing hit the news, they hardly made a comment. Well, let's be objective about it for a minute, uh, Anthony, and, and you too, Shannon. Let's think about it. Let's let's believe a lie for a minute. And the plane hit the, the first tower, and it's on fire, and it's melting steel. This jet fuel is getting hot, hot enough to melt steel, which it can. I know I was an iron worker all my life. It wouldn't melt mild steel, let alone structural steel. But let's just you say it got hot enough. On the Twin Towers for the next 10,000 years, That's it wouldn't right. melt. But let, let's, let's just be objective. You know, those people up there were some tough people because with the gaping hole where that jet hit, an hour later there were people standing looking out of that hole down and jumping. You you can see people in the tower jumping. There's films of people that were jumping to their deaths right. uh, because of what was going on. How did those people survive? They'd, that they'd rather be dead heat? than live, live in, a, in a godless... Right. In a godless... Uh, Soulless America, right. run by right. a president whose father, uh, Herbert George Herbert Walker Bush, was named in the Skull and Bones mm-hmm. after the man who, in the Bible, is referred to as the one who wages war against God in the final days of Earth. Let me ask you this real quick, Anthony, and I'm going to get off here. I just wanted to call in and shout at you. And hey, Shannon, but uh, what's this, what what is the can, is there a connection with um, with nine one one in numerology with Aleister Crowley, or is it just coincidence that nine one one and and the Luciferians, uh, you know, all these Luciferians, they do things like that that we don't know about. And you know, there's a lot of things jumping around now about the nine one one. Aleister Crowley looks like so much like George Bush's mother. Well, you know what? You know what? The rumor, the rumor is that uh, that he fathered uh, Barbara Bush uh, to a French uh, to to her mother when he was in France, and she's his illegitimate daughter. Uh, that's a rumor. I stated it in the in the so chat. So much alike. About it. Yeah, well, just put, just put a dress on him and a, and a and a gray wig, and he looks just like Barbara Bush. <laughs> well, you put a dress on, you know, uh, uh, on General Albert Pike. It seems looks like. Uh, Madame Blavatsky. <laughs> I've got a uh, that theory of my own. I actually believe Obama is the love child of H.W. Bush. <laughs> wow. Which would make him the twin brother of uh, of George Bush. Of George Bush, yeah. They kind of look alike if you if you accept that. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you know, let's, let's face the fact, guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, this story. I mean, I hope there's some people listening to this 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 event. Um, of course, I would this, really like to know the truth. So I, I, we, I, we have a film, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Shannon, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Bruce, uh, <laughs> is one of the fellows who filmed me in what is now called 911, The Greatest Lie Ever Sold. It's in 23 countries and seven languages. And I just went out and shot some more stuff today. Uh, 
th- people talking, the black guys, bad rapping uh, Osama bin Laden. No, Osama bin Bush, Bush no, and th- they were also bad rapping uh, this Obama, uh, Joe, uh, what is it, uh, Joey Sotero, or what's, what, Sotero, yeah. uh, 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 the president. Um, and I've done a little tape. If you go to, uh, just go on the web and look under uh, Zanzibar Baby. Zanzibar Baby, and you can write Anthony J. Hilder. There's a fella, a Jewish fella, uh, Mark Seidenberg, who's telling me about his birth, not in Kenya, but across the way on Mombasa Island of Zanzibar. The Sultan of Zanzibar was in control of that. That's when Zanzibar was part of uh, Tanganyika. I mean, that's when they joined, about the time that they joined. Zanzibar and Tanganyika joined to make Tanzania. That's when the slaughter, the wholesale slaughter, they were bringing down people with ponga knives and chopping up their chest and pulling out the the livers and eating them. They said they didn't want the spirit to be transferred over. I guess that makes good sense, right? You know, if you're... let me ask you a question, Rick, and God just come off hard. Have you been contacted by any government agencies to shut you up, or have you been threatened in any way, or are they just letting you go with this? Well, I have been shot. Uh, wow. I've got a bullet coming out of the side of me, but that's because four brothers were, you know, across the street waiting for me to come into the house at one night. Mm. Uh, but it maybe just Somebody said, hey, let's go out and shoot that guy, right? Shoot well, that you know, guy he's going after his father's truck. I'm of the opinion that the government wants people telling the truth now because they want to create civil unrest so that they can go ahead and drop the hammer down. That's just now, my now, thing. Now, what, now, what do you think? By the way, Magog is the name of George Bush Sr., and that's the one in the Bible that's referred to as the man who wages war against God in the final days of Earth. Mm, mm, wow. But what do you think about that, Shannon? The picture, the, the stuff that we did up there in Coit Tower in San Francisco, and he's filming me as we come to the conclusion of 911, The Greatest Live Assault. If you'd like to go and get it, you can go to freeworldalliance.com or uh, freeworldfilmworks.com. You can go into the PayPal. You can pick up a copy of it. Take a look at it. People are bootlegging them everywhere. And we can actually go down and take some of the stuff that we did today. We could have a three-day editing session for about $400 and start putting this stuff together. And we'll drop it out on the net. Or we can make a poster for the military that will change the earth for practically no money at all. Well, you know, a, a couple of, a couple of years planet. ago, Anthony, a couple of years ago, these, you know, they, there were a few people that, that were talking about these conspiracies and the truth. But now everybody's talking about it, and it's like that information is just being fed to the American people. Well, we were the first ones to put out the, the very first film on it. It was called uh, Illuminati 911. Uh, Forty-three years ago, I did the Illuminati CFR records with Myron Fagan. There's about 18,000 people around the world that had heard of the Illuminati. Now there's an excess of a billion. 
That's, you were one of the uh, the first to, to break the story on the New World Order, weren't you, Anthony? I was the classic the first, tape. I was the first to make a recorded version of the history of the Illuminati on the planet Earth. And that was through this film, Illuminati, uh, Illuminati CFR. But I, this was not about the New World Order, because Adolf Hitler had the, the New World Order. His, his second book was called The World Order. So the world, or the New World Order is not something new. It's got its satanic roots. But I want the people not to be, I don't want them to be thinking, uh, you, when you were playing this thing in the beginning with, uh, uh, with Patty well, Chayefsky's network, network uh, and uh, thank you for I, calling I, in, Randy. You, 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 no, you're welcome. I think you're falsely putting this thing out, Bruce, but leading people to think it's going to be as good as it was under Hitler. I mean, or at least as good as uh, the Patty Chayefsky's uh, character was pretending it to be. It's not going to be that good as it was under, under uh, his character, saying, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. It's not going to be as good as it was under Hitler. These people are the ones who financed Adolf Hitler. Yes. And Adolf Hitler said on February 5th, 1941, he said, basically, National Socialism and Marxism are the same the whole of National Socialism is based on it. And we've got this Margaret Sanger, who has, who was, boy, was she uh, a fan of Hitler, and Hitler was a fan of Margaret Sanger. She wanted to, to reduce the population of the planet. We've got too many people out there. Too yeah, I think that's what it's all about. There. I mean, they just want to... We got. I can understand. They want to reduce the population. Ninety-five, ninety, ninety-five percent. Get rid of the blacks and uh, and uh, 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 the Chicanos. I mean, all of these people that they consider useless eaters, right? I mean, that's the program. Don't you don't believe in that? Brother, I believe you, in it because uh, I, I knew a I knew a guy who worked with the agency, the CIA, and he told me that AIDS was released on the continent of Africa. To totally decimate it, so there'd be a vacuum created. We could go in there, and they could take and plunder the resources. You know, Africa is rich in so many things: diamonds, gold, bauxite, nickel, precious metals. Folks, they they want to take you and I out. There are six billion people on the the face of the earth. They say they need to kill 5.5 billion of us. That's the plan. Well, it makes good sense. I mean. It really makes good sense if they wanted the, 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 this planet under their control. I was out in front of the Rothschild Pyramid, the Rothschild Glass Pyramid on his estate. And I got out there, and I'm, I'm looking around, and I'm saying, you know, they've got a pyramid at the Louvre, a glass pyramid. Yes. And I wondered if this glass pyramid under the Roth, on the Rothschild estate had anything to do with the other one. I, I just came to that conclusion. You know, I came back, found out that it did. Made by the same guy. And I had heard, this is a rumor, and the fellow with me said, oh, don't believe in this rumor. He says, well, that, that uh, at night somebody had got out there when it was first got built 
and they were out in there in the woods, and they set up a little observation point from behind one of the trees. He saw some people walking over royalty rock stars in the Rothschilds in black robes to the pyramid in the middle of the night. And I said, well, I said, that's a bit hard to believe. And my friend said, well, I don't believe this guy. He sometimes gets out there and exaggerates stuff. But he said he did see the pyramid being built. They had built this big, huge Christian cross, dug it into the the, uh, the earth, and put some uh, these uh, panels down, I guess concrete slabs, and then they they on top of the Christian cross they built a Gaelic cross, then they filled that up all over the top, and then on top of that they built the pyramid. It's sort of a two-layer pyramid. Not like the wow. eye on the backside of the dollar bill, which is the eye of Lucifer. Folks, but, this, is know, all, you know, this, this is we, all we, tied to Lucifer. I mean, uh, you're talking about Baphomet, which is what the uh, 32nd, 33rd degree Masons embrace when you get up to the top of that. And you just covered the uh, the Masons in a new movie, didn't you? Called Well, we, we've just done one uh, which is called Beast of the Bible Belt. Tell us a little bit about that. And that is the, uh, the newest project. Uh, this is done with uh, Ted Gunnison, former head of the FBI, and uh, my friend uh, William David Cox, who did the Skull and Bones, uh, the Catholic Connection. But it's an interesting piece. I wonder if anybody who is listening... I know the FBI lie has to listen. I know that these clowns out there in uh, La La Land have got people monitoring the shows, but maybe one of you guys will listen. Say, whoa. Let's take another look at this thing. And do I really want to give up my life to the Lord Lucifer. But there might be a chance for us to get this message out to a few people because this this show will be played over and over and over. Uh, We're reaching the two million mark insofar as observations. uh, We're up on various websites and references to... uh, what we do and what, at least what I've done over a period of years. It's a little short of the two million mark. Well, Anthony, I think you've been inciting an awakening because uh, I don't think it's any any accident that uh, just the other night uh, Alex Jones was interviewed on Nightline. And um, you've been on Alex Jones' show before. Oh, many times. And folks like you have been uh, sounding the alarm and, you know, the Illuminati is getting nervous. I mean, they acknowledge that uh, there's at least a million people listening to the Jones show. They tried to do a hit piece on them, but they weren't really good at it because you know you can, you just can't keep covering up the uh, the facts with the same old lies. Uh, people are, are getting wise to it, and uh, folks, if you're wise, that you got to understand that if they did that, and they they had no problem sacrificing three thousand lives and the many thousands that have died over since we've been in Iraq and Afghanistan. 
hunting down a phantom, by the way, who is likely dead by the time this is all pulled off, you, know, you realize that this is just a page right out of George Orwell's 1984. I heard one yeah. military man that was asked the question. He says, well, come on, fess up. Tell me the truth. Is this, I've heard this guy's been dead for years. He says, tell us. He says, I can't tell you. That's classified. The only reason he couldn't tell him it's classified is because it's true. You know Osama bin Laden. Even Bhutto uh, in Pakistan, before she was assassinated, told David Frost that uh, Obama was dead. Come on, folks. We're not even looking for him anymore. Why is that? But the truth is, this isn't the first time we've had a double agent that worked for the CIA. Bin Laden, not Obama. We're talking course, again. If, if, if Obama gets so unpopular that he's worth more dead than alive, they'll kill him. Well, they, they will they kill him. You've got to think about that. Look what they did to JFK. What? But, but JFK was exposing them. Obama is embarrassing them. Don't you understand the difference? One would be killed because he was ex- because he wanted to do away with the control over the privately owned Federal Reserve. However, in this case, it's another story. Uh, they always the take the out show, their... I was literally falling asleep. I thought, oh, my God, I forgot about doing <laughs> the show on 9-11 with Bruce. Oh. And all of a sudden, you know, you're, the, the, the caller came in, and uh, we got we got into this thing, and I'm starting to, to put the pieces of this thing together. Well, we've been known to do three, four hours without a break, Anthony, so maybe your eyes are probably floating by now. We are going to take a, a short five-minute break, and we've got about half an hour more to go. Uh, can you stay on with us, Anthony? Yes, I'll be happy to do that. Okay, we're going to go to a break. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. Special guest tonight, a friend of Omega Man, Anthony J. Hilder, prolific filmmaker. Anthony, how many films have you done in your career so far? Um, well, there's, there's, there's been a lot of little stuff. I got like the little couple of things we, we've done with you. I think 31, we're on the 32nd film. 32nd films, folks. Um, He's also an actor in Hollywood, uh, and his website is freeworldfilmworks.com. Oh, I wouldn't have been an actor in Hollywood. I mean, I I had done some things, but they weren't particularly important. And if you don't do things that are particularly important, it's best not to get into them. I didn't want people putting words into my mouth. I wanted to put words into <laughs> actors' mouths. I'm sorry, and Anthony, I wanted uh, being a director of uh, real. a studio doesn't uh, qualify you. Well, I was in charge of, of, of production at the old Selznick studio, which was not called Selznick, and it was called Laird International. But that's another story. That's where they did Gone with the Wind, Citizen Kane, and uh, The Greatest Lie. No, The Greatest Story Ever Told. I guess there's a difference between The Greatest Lie Ever Sold and The Greatest Story Ever Told. There's a difference between The Devil and The Deep Blue Sea. I mean... Well, they do have something are, in common. They um, they both come from the Bible. In the case of nine one one, it's uh, Satan, and he is mentioned in the Word of God. So you see, that is their their common ground there. <laughs> We're going to go to break, and then we'll be back with uh, Anthony J. Hilder and talk about a couple of his uh, current projects. Uh, Anthony, 
We're going to take a five-minute break. Uh, stay on with us, brother. Okay. Or grab you uh, some fresh coffee. Here we go, I'll folks. do something like that. <laughs> Hear the word of God Almighty from Numbers, chapter 33, verse 50. And Yahweh spake unto Moses in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye are passed over Jordan into the land of Canaan, then ye shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, and destroy all their pictures, and destroy all their molten images, and quite pluck down all their high places. And ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land, and dwell therein, for I have given you the land to possess it. said before, if you want to find a lot of demons, go to church. There you can be sure you'll find a bunch. They're roosting all over God's people. They're binding them down. They're choking them off. And somebody has to care because people are bound. And if it isn't the chosen of God, I don't know who's going to care. If it isn't those whom God has called out. If they don't care enough to lay their lives on the line, I don't know who's going to do it. As the sad scripture says, I looked for a man and I found none. God looked for a man. He couldn't find anybody. Everybody was doing their own thing. God is calling a people to war. All out war. A war in which no quarter is given or no quarter is asked. The order of the day remains. Attack, attack, attack. That's God's marching order. Just like old Ben Franklin said, 
Liberty or death for me We must all hang together Be assured we'll hang apart Liberty once lost is lost forever Where it dwells There's my country Where the liberty dwells Don't tread on me Don't tread on me Don't take away my rights Don't tread on me I will stand and fight If we don't join together Our freedom's gone forever Don't tread on me Take away my rights Don't tread on me I will stand and fight If we don't join together Our freedom's gone forever Don't tread on me Don't tread on me Don't tread on me Country, I've got the right now Stand and fight Don't tread on me Country, I've got the right now Stand and fight Don't tread on me Country, I've got the right now Stand and fight Don't tread on me Country, I've got the right now Stand and fight Don't tread on me All right, welcome back to the Mega Man Radio Network. This is a live show. This is the 9-11 Anniversary Edition. My special guest and honor tonight, uh, Anthony J. Hilder. Documentarist, 17,000 interview folks under his belt. Just an amazing career. His website is freeworldfilmworks.com. I would encourage you to go over, and uh, you can view all the videos that Anthony has produced over the years, Get these to add them to your collection. I mean, he uh, he really does a good job of documenting things and uh, putting the the pieces of the puzzle together. And so, uh, Anthony, you've been busy here recently. You did uh, the Beast of the Bible Belt, and then you did another one called Frankenfed. Am I right? Well, Frankenfed is is uh, really monstrous uh, in scope. Uh, we went out to Alcatraz. Uh, I don't think we were exactly invited or allowed to do the filming, but we did it. We went with a couple of film crews, and if we'd gotten caught, we would, they would have thrown off one film crew, and the other one would have been notified, and we would have picked it up there. So, um, what is there's so many people going out there and back and forth. Uh, it allows people to do investigations with things and uh, on subjects that they thought that, well, they just couldn't do. Frank and so was, we started uh, doing them. In we go up to the, the uh, in fact, the Bohemian Grove. We were actually up there and looking around. Then a car comes up, and I says, you guys are on the wrong, on our property. I didn't know that. We were just out there. We went up to the end of the road there, and there was a gate. We didn't know that we were on their property, but that's where the the Owl of Moloch is, and that's where they sacrifice uh, in the ceremony of care, the cremation of care, the young children, the babies. You hear them screaming, and then the uh, the uh, what is it? Uh, the most respected man 
newsman in America, Walter Cronkite, is the voice of the Alamolic. And, and you say, well, a, why uh, would all of the old presidents be <laughs> up there? Why do they become presidents? I think do we have a choice like, uh, or do we have a chance? Is it an election or a selection? <laughs> I just think they like being part of an all-men's club. In fact, uh, folks, you heard me right. It's an all-men's club, and they actually bring in the male porn stars. They walk around naked. I uh, wonder what that's for. But uh, some of the uh, most important decisions ever made have been made there during that uh, two- to four-week well, the, the, the Manhattan Project was launched there. Yes. That's the one where they dropped the atomic bomb on the Japanese after the war was over. Hmm. I mentioned that in the, in the film. We There's so much of this expose going on in these films. Now, if somebody wanted to take this film and help us get it translated into a half a dozen new languages. I wanted to take uh, Beast of the Bible Belt and uh, make uh, these cheapo copies. I would give you the opportunity, if you want to make 10,000, 50,000 copies, we can get them put out to all of the houses around uh, the Bohemian Grove. In all of the cities, all the city councils, we can just do it all around the country. We got 1,200 copies out today to people just in Santa Monica, the People's Republic of Santa Monica. 1,200 copies plus all the literature and all of the conversations that went on with all of the people. People don't generally listen to somebody with a bullhorn, but... uh, it was refreshing, and I'd gone through all of this walking and talking and going through all of the, the filming. All we have to do is have four or five days of filming, of, uh, of editing. We'll start having a piece of uh, the Obama man, which is, uh, you have a thing called the Omega man? The Omega man, the, uh, the last well, How about the man? Obama man? That endures till the end. Uh, you know, I don't uh, know he, if he's of a course, man. Obama was supposed to, to be uh, with Larry Sinclair. Um, Larry Sinclair was, uh, you know, they, they, he said he was hired by Obama to give him a little um, oral therapy in the backseat. I'm not going to get too specific other than that. A little oral therapy in the backseat of a limousine while he was doing some crack cocaine. Obama's already admitted that he's done some crack cocaine. But, you know, I guess that's just to straighten his head out so he can think right if he's going to be president. Yeah? Everybody likes to do a little little snorting, a little sniffing, drinking it, slopping it, popping it, dropping it. But I guess if you want to be president, you got to be in the club. I think what's interesting, Anthony, is you start to do the genealogies on some of these guys. You find out that they're all cousins. You know? Well, if you go to, if anyone's listening to the show, just simply go to a Zanzibar Baby. And Mark uh, uh, 
Wow, I'm trying to think of Mark's last name. Jewish fellow, nice guy, friend. And he's in the American Independent Party or Independent Parties, and some one of them here in California. Uh, Seidenberg, Mark Seidenberg. He tells about Obama being born over there on uh, this island, Mombasa Island in Zanzibar. And uh, his mother then bringing him back. I guess he could, some problem existed in, in Kenya. So they brought her back to Kenya about eight days later. And then he, they left from there. They went to London and then from London to Canada. And then uh, she uh, got her education across the border in Seattle. And they went from Seattle uh, to uh, Hawaii. But they've got this thing all rigged up. But you know, I said, "Listen, come on, let's give the brother a break." They don't have to forget the Constitution. Come on, it's it's uh, it's outdated, has to be revised. Uh, give the brother a break. You know, we haven't had a black man as a president. But I mean, so uh, even a half a black man as a president. So they're not going to have somebody that's necessarily. On the straight and narrow, it's okay. So he has a little crack, and then maybe does a, does a little uh, a couple of guys in the back seat of the car, and, uh, and maybe he's he's given he's spent more monies, borrowed us into debt more than all of the other presidents from George Washington through uh, Ronald Reagan combined. But you know, come on, you know, we can make it. Let's have a party. Let's let's uh, let's oh, get they, they, the program here. They have lots of parties. One of the first parties they threw, Anthony, was to invite the the transvestites and the lesbians and the homos to show up in the White House. They had I'm, a not, listen, I'm not going to get down on on Obama's case because he's a switch hitter or something like that. They do everything in the White House. They uh, they do uh, Santeria witchcraft in the back rooms. Uh but we have no idea who this guy is because his birth certificate has been suppressed, his college records have been suppressed, his passport will be released. Absolutely, his name is Barry Satoro. And a guy just comes out of obscurity and all of a sudden is the most powerful man in the world. One they're calling the anointed one. T.D. Jake says, I just get chills on my arms when I see him. And people want to call me racist, Anthony? Uh... Anybody that knows the Omega Man knows that I am not racist. We've got Colombians in our family. We've got Mexicans in our family. We have Vietnamese. My own grandson is black, Anthony. So how dare anybody call me a racist? It's not about Obama, folks. It's a. It's not. It's, it's just not because he's black. It's because he's a red. <laughs> My friend. Yeah, you know, listen. Just, yeah, listen. Just because All the way we haven't had a. You know, a, a Marxist as a president. I mean, an open, openly Marxist president. Listen, let's look at the facts. Give, this give guy, the, like I say, give the brother a break. More you know, so he's, so, uh, his mentor, um, Saul Alinsky's book is dedicated to Lucifer. Isn't that, shouldn't we have somebody, you know, a Christian here and a Luciferian there? Anthony, I think it's too late, man. I think you, I don't. I don't think we can wake up an inside a, inside a revolution anymore because they're getting ready to incite a revolution. Uh, I've been seeing the number nine one one for weeks, literally. 
Every time I look at my clock, every day, I'm saying, God, what are you trying to show me? And I believe God is trying to show me that the next event is imminent. Folks, uh, companies like Siemens, IBM, the ones that uh, created the gas Krylon canisters that um, killed 6 million Jews and were involved in the tattooing, they're alive and well in America. They plan to do the same thing to you and I, but this time not only the Jews but the Christians and patriots. Okay, the camps have been set up. Martial law infrastructure is ready. Obama. Well, we're gonna, you know, I'm sure that every, you know, a lot of people listening to the show would think that Obama is the worst president, not only that this country has ever had, but worse than any other president in the history of presidents since the formation of nations in the Western Hemisphere. You see, you, you hit the key word there. They want to form it, form a new nation, a new world order. And before they can do that, folks, they have to destroy the old. Okay, that's why our economy is not coming back. That's why they stopped building the wall on the border. That's why they've never even enforced the border. Okay, and now America is a third world country. We've got uh, plenty of uh, workers now, but we've got no jobs for them because they've all been shipped overseas, along with the gold and along with your money. And you cover a lot of that in your movie, The Frankenfed, don't you? Yes. Um, have you seen any of Frankenfed? Uh, no, I would like to uh, to get a view copy of that. Well, I'm going to get a copy off to you. You know, if somebody would like to buy a copy, oh my goodness, you want to send us a donation? Send a donation <laughs> to us for fifty thousand dollars, and we'll get you some copies. We're, I think well, we, we had probably in, uh, come close to changing the world for fifty grand. I'm serious. <laughs> That's a million dollar question. It so, was so well with what little we have. Where and, are we, where uh, are we in the process of making seven different films. We're going to do a thing on uh, the uh, vaccines. We're going to do um, the vampire vaccines. We're going to get this thing up, and we're going to get this thing out. A woman came in from uh, uh, Michigan today, and I was over there talking to her, and we're going to be doing that in the next, you know, few hours, uh, possibly, well, actually Monday. We'll probably be doing that Monday. And um, if you take a look at the vaccines, they're poisons. One of our talk show hosts, a co-host of mine, who's 5 feet 11, she's black. She's got a beautiful, she had a beautiful little child. Now the child is born correct and everything's no 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 problem and she set the child in for the vaccinations and then it scrambled the, the, the brain of the child and you see the child screaming and yelling running down the aisles at the conventions and uh it's brought hell on earth to this oh woman. He, he uh he just was born autistic he can't help himself look folks they have stolen the lives of your kids and your grandchildren with these hellacious vaccines which turn children into autistic vegetables. Anthony, they've got a vaccine right now that if it was to be injected in you, it would give you the equivalent of a chemical lobotomy, or if you're a woman, it will render you sterile. You know, thanks to programs uh, courtesy of the WHO and Bill Gates Foundation. You don't believe it, folks? They were the mandatory vaccinations. They don't want voluntary vaccinations. They want mandatory vaccinations. Mandatory. 
if you like what Hitler did, you're going to love what Obama and those boys are doing. I mean, you would literally love it. And that's not where they're going to stop, is it? They're, next comes the Lucifer chip, doesn't it? Well, they, they, they call it the, uh, the digital angel. Yes, it's a digital angel. It's the angel, the, well, I guess the angel, the fallen angel, would have to be the devil. But Obama says, well, let's have mandatory, um, um, health, a mandatory health program. It's good for you guys. Unless mandatory abortions, mandatory health care. Oh, not everybody's going to get the health care, but I want to get the hell out before I would have the health care. Uh, they don't want you to live, they want you to die. We're talking about tattoos, we're talking about the worst financial disaster ever created in the history of mankind. You say, well, oh God, well, you know, this is, this is Obama, give the brother a chance. Give the brother a chance. He's brought in, they said they're going to give us a change. He gave us an escalation of the problem that existed before. He's outdone Bush. He didn't and you say, well, change. oh, you know, uh, he, he yeah, means he well, he speaks well, <laughs> and that, unless they drop the, that, what is it, the, 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 the damn, uh, what is it that, that, uh, that he reads from? Oh, the cue cards. If he dropped the cue cards and he has to, he has to go by, by himself, he doesn't think all this crap up. But Anthony, we got Being on a teleprompter. We got change. He took the hundred dollar bill away and left us with a couple of coins in our pocket. That's our change. Because they've stolen everything that you've worked hard for, folks. Your IRAs are gone. Your money is going to be worthless. Don't take my word for it. Take uh Tony Robbins. Go check his uh video that he posted. Anthony uh Tony Robbins came out with a twenty five minute video about two weeks back and uh as he was boarding his plane to Fiji, I will give the man credit. Uh, he didn't pull any punches. He said uh, the crash is coming. We haven't seen the, the bottom yet. And he uh, he truthfully said, uh, look, if you got any money in the stock market, get it out. Don't put any money in there, regardless of what you're being fed over the the television. Folks, the, the insiders know. They've allowed themselves to buy a little bit more time to get their money completely out of the system into offshore havens. People are throwing in the towel and they're going underground. I know a talk show host that uh, threw in the towel, Anthony, after 15 years. He got a call by from one of the he, a friend who's a billionaire and he works for one of the 15 trillionaires in the world. The guy said, "It's over with, my friend." He said, "We're getting totally out, and you would be uh, smart to do the same thing." Uh, it's late in the game, people. Okay, the the web is being has been spun around us. Any any day, I would not be surprised to wake up and um, it'll be nine one one all over again. I remember that fateful day. I was in Alaska, Anthony. I was uh, visiting my mother. I was out at the ranch and I was in one of the cabins. And my mother comes and wakes me out of sleep. She shakes my arm and says, uh, "There's just been an assassination attempt on President Bush. They've had a plane going to the Pentagon." 
one headed for the White House and one went into no, it the was, White um, she, she got it a little bit wrong. It's not an assassination attempt on Bush. It's Bush's assassination attempt on America. <laughs> <laughs> so I wake so she up. She didn't gr- have that one right. Groggy-eyed, and I go out, and there were three hunters that uh, had come up there that were going to be uh, dropped by helicopter into a remote part of Alaska and go hunting. And they, along with the rest of the country, is uh, all of a sudden grounded for 72 hours. You know, watching it on the tube. And, um, folks, it's going to be just like that again. Something's coming. It doesn't have to be. But you, you know how many people will, will respond to this? If I gave you my cell phone, if I gave you a cell phone number, how many people would call? How many people would call? Are we talking to the wind? You got a you got a phone number. Give the phone number on the air. Our chat room is uh, filled up to overflowing right now, and we appreciate that, folks. I mean, there are still some people out there awake, but the the question is, what can be done now? It is late in the game, and you know, Anthony, a lot of this has to happen, my friend. Um, if we're literally in the end time, but I don't think this nation can be saved, but I believe individuals can be. The question is, is what will you do, folks, if you're awake out there right now? Are you going to go back to sleep, go back into the matrix? I've had people, you know, I told them what to do 10 years ago, and they call it, you know, and they say, oh, you know, things were, they all happened like you said they were going to happen. What should we do now? I said, don't ask me. I'm not going to tell you. I told you before you didn't pay any attention. If I tell you now, you're not going to do anything. You're just going to, you know, this is going to be conversation. Your daughter's got to be, you know, turned over to to, uh, to be used as a uh, uh, as entertainment for the troops. And your son for the elite. And your wife's probably too old and baggy to to, to be desired by most of them. Otherwise, they'd use her. Maybe she'll be, you know, cleaning the toilets. They intend to kill you, control you, or bring you into an internment camp. And why would you even be in an internment camp? What value do you have? Your life is pretty much worthless to them. If somebody else can do the job better, they will. Why would they keep you on? To shine their shoes? If you're lucky. You say your 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 chat room is, is filled. What does that mean? People are listening tonight, and if you have a question for Anthony J. Hilder, the man who has done 17,000 interviews, dozens of films. And um, look, folks, he has forgotten more than most people will ever learn. I mean, this is Anthony J. Hilder, the first to break the the story on the New World Order, back with Myron C. Fagan. What year was that, Anthony? 1967 is when we released the Illuminati CFR records. There's now a billion people who have heard about it. What does that mean? 
What it means, I mean, my friend, on all is, the talk shows, people talk about the Illuminati and the Council on Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Commission. It's common knowledge in the street. See, we have to use their money, their machinery, their movements against them. When Lenin took over in, uh, well, he, he was ushered into Germany through the heart of Germany in the heat of the war into Russia for the Soviet Revolution. They said, well, come on. How are you going to do this? Where's your army? He says, we're going to use your army. And the people said, what? We're going to use... He says, that's what we're going to do. We're going to use your army. We've got an army out there. If the, if, if, if the U.S. Army knew, the, the military guys knew that, that the Uncle Sam was Satan, there's lots of Christians who wouldn't, you know, buy into this thing. And if all you have to do is match up the go to Bathomet and Uncle Sam. Satan. Satan, Uncle Sam. Anthony, that really is at the top of the uh, the ladder. You all uncovered this in your recent film, Beast in the Bible Belt. I, I don't think a lot of people understand that even the so-called Christian televangelists are involved in this Masonic New World Order. Oh, God, this, uh, some of the Christian televangelists are the worst. Hagee. He wants to you know, get into a war with Iran. That's insane. Not just, you know, a little bit crazy, but absolutely madness. Absolute, total madness. And when they line up all of these guys, the neo-Nazis, they'll, they'll bring out Hagee. This big, fat, overblown, hot air balloon. I mean, it's, it's uh, what are they going to release that? But, Anthony, we've done it to ourselves, my friend. We, we blindly stroke checks, and we send them off to the pulpit pimps, who have no full disclosure. I like that, the pimps of the pulpit. Even the uh, Congress cannot get them to open up their records. So, folks, how do you, how do you have any? Uh, can you have confidence that uh, the money is getting to the uh, the, the order of the pulpit? That sounds good for Hagee, right? The pimps and prostitutes of the pulpits, and they're preaching another gospel, Anthony. It's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's called the gospel of Judas. Uh, send me your money, so I can put on another million dollar extension on my house and pay my fuel bill. For my $20 million jet that uh, takes me over where I stay at $10,000 a night hotel rooms. Folks, right. you see the Arabs, uh, in the, you know, I'm talking about from Saudi Arabia, they come over to, to Vegas, and uh, they've got all this money. They go out and they'll spend $5,000 for a night with a hooker. And they'll, but they'll, they'll hire five of them. We could make a movie for that. They don't give a damn about Islam. They don't give a damn about the Muslim faith. There's good Muslims, good Christians. But we have been infiltrated by the beasts of the Bible Belt. And that's why our new film is so important. 
important. We need advertising. You want to run an ad for us? Absolutely. Will you make our monies back on the ad? Will you make your monies back on the ad? I don't know. But if we don't have it released, we don't have the exposure. We're, we're, our our, our uh, recognition was uh, one, in so far as Anthony J. Hilder videos, uh, it was 1,300,000 the other day, and then all of a sudden, the next day, it was like 188,000 or something like, like that. I said, what happened to the million drop? How could it do that overnight? Well, somebody's, you, you don't mess with the figures, but the figures may mess with you. Somebody messes with the figures. They mess with a lot of people like they mess with David Carradine. What happened to David Carradine, Anthony? Well, David, uh, I just met David once, but his father was a friend of mine, uh, uh, John Carradine. He used to call me and says, Anthony, you meet me in Malibu. I could use a royalty check. <laughs> but uh, one of my friends was a good friend of David, and then David did uh, a film with another friend of mine, uh, Damien Chappa, did uh, Bad Cop. I think it was the last movie he did. But David uh, messed with somebody, got somebody upset in, in the kung fu uh, karate uh, world, and uh, they killed him. This is a ritual killing. That's a ritual killing. He wasn't masked. You know, David had all the women he wanted. He didn't have to, to masturbate and, and hang himself in a, in a closet. That's crazy. That wasn't David, not the David I knew. Uh, just like Matthew Simmons, uh, folks didn't drown in his uh, hot tub. He was whacked. And that's the modus operandi of the New World Order. And their goal is to whack you and I, too, if we don't wake up. Because they've stolen the money, they've stolen the jobs, they've opened the borders, and the Bible's clear. And they, you know, they're, 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 saying, they're saying people like uh, Obama's brilliant. Obama isn't brilliant. He's just using the same old rehash of Marxism. He hasn't had original thought in his whole damn life. He's a dumbo. He's simply following to the footsteps of Marx. He's marching with Marx towards a new world order. You don't. Anthony, uh, it's, it's about the the depression by borrowing money. You don't borrow yourself out of debt. People forget, uh, and they need to remember this term, order ab chaos, order out of chaos, folks. It has to get chaotic here before they can bring about this new world order. They've got Bruce, to destroy... you've learned so much in such a short period of time. I'm just amazed. You know, if this, if, if you really had a lot of listeners... You know, join this program, and I guess you can get it online. You can, in, in the beginning of this, of this program, I was absolutely terrible. It's probably one of the worst shows I've ever done, because I, I <laughs> in the beginning of this show, I was falling asleep. Well, brother, listen, uh, you've been working for 40 hours straight, busting your butt to get the truth out there, to wake up some people so they can save themselves before they get a one-way ticket to Camp FEMA. And folks, well, I was, try, I was time, trying to, uh, to to save a tooth, so I was going through all <laughs> sorts of stuff, and which included uh, 
That is But you know, I, I, I think what a beautiful show you've got. What an opportunity. And you do your, your homework, you do the investigations, and you're out there putting together these pieces. You say, well, I don't care if a thousand people are listening or, 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 if, it's, or if it's 500 or even 100, you do the show. Anthony, it's, it's, about, it's about trying to save some people because, folks, what you don't know won't hurt you. It will kill you. And this time, the one-way ticket into the Superdome, where they were held against their will for two weeks and people were dying in there, getting raped, you don't get out of this camp that FEMA has intended for you and I to go into. Folks, wake up. This country's lost, but there's still a chance to save you and your family. We are in the last hours, my friends. And if they've done it before, just like they pulled Oklahoma City before that, they pulled Ruby Ridge, they pulled Waco, all test runs, they'll pull it again. Yeah. We had a thousand like you, and we've got a thousand like you. They just don't know it yet. They just don't know it yet. I'm going to go over to England again. We just did a film, and it's uh, I, we did a film. It's taken in England and taken over here at the same time. We did a film from the south of England and from central California. We had to match up the voices, you know, the, 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 so the links, the voice matches. And it sounds good. It looks good. We've done a segment. Uh, they're probably costing on each segment, uh, oh, maybe $50, $60. And we explain a lot of the stuff that's happening. <laughs> and, and I'm sure the enemy is going to take a look and say, well, how did they do that? How can we talk in England and talk over here? We don't own a network. How can we do it for practically no money? You're going to say, what can we do to stop it? The fact is, they can't do anything to stop it. All we have to do is start it. All we have to do is use our intelligence to put these bits and pieces together. We're doing this show from Georgia and California. We can do the same thing on television. That's where we're headed, Anthony. Uh, the difficult you know, we can do right now, my friend. The impossible will take a little time. Well, you work with what you got, and uh, you know, use what God has given you. That's what uh, we're doing here. Well, one friend uh, of mine, Bob Muncaster, he said, "Use what you've got. Use what you have. Where you've got it. Just use it. Use your mind. We can win this war. We are 
inciting this revelation. It's not going to happen. It is happening. I went out out today in the streets of Santa Monica on the park talking to thousands of people. 1,200 new films out in the street in English and in Spanish. I wanted to ask you, have they whacked Rodrigo yet? Rod- Rodriguez yet, the, uh, the no, they haven't. the World Trade Center? No, they haven't. Uh, Praise they, God. If they did, it would make him a martyr. They're not going to whack him. You get... With a, you get a certain amount of publicity under your belt, and it's your defense mechanism. It keeps them from offing you, folks. That's the key to staying alive in this business. You have to. You can't sit on what you know. You have to speak it. Uh, that's why Alex Jones is still alive because he opens his mouth. If you keep your mouth shut, you don't speak the truth. That's where you end up. Uh, Floating face down the Potomac River like a, a friend I used to know worked with the agency once told me. And this was before the, the government admitted that it was, uh, <laughs> it'd been doing assassinations ever since JFK reportedly, uh, outlawed them. Of course, that won't do the uh, hundred people that died mysteriously under, uh, Clinton's administration. Known well, as you the know, um, hundred body count. So many people wind up with their face down in a lynch, uh, in a uh, one of these uh, trench latrines. They say, "Well, they're just thirsty." I don't think so. We've got some people who are killers in there. They are killers, and they will stop at nothing to bring in the Luciferian New World Order. But it's, it's the one thing is, see, they're sort of like redwood trees. They're big, they're tall, they've been growing for a thousand years, but the redwood is soft. And it's vulnerable. You can drop them in a matter of minutes, in an hour. Well, I'll tell you what you God says about them. it, Anthony. And even if we do a little show like this, there'll be bits and pieces of this and the people will put it all together and say, how can these guys be talking like this? Are they well, mad? No. <laughs> or are they on target? Are we on target? I think so. Well, I believe God believes we're on target, too. It says if the watchman knows what's coming, he doesn't warn. And the people perish, and the blood is on his hands. And folks, that's what Anthony is. He's a watchman. He's been watching what has been going on for over four decades. When he broke the story on the New World Order with Myron C. Fagan. And you didn't stop there, Anthony. You continued to work to uncover what was truly going on over at Area 51. And, uh, you know, that's uh, that's one of your proud moments, brother. I uh, I felt good to count you as my friend when I saw you take on the the Air Force out there at Area 51, and try to, <laughs> you know, the, uh, somebody said, oh, you can't do that. I said, the hell I can't. <laughs> and then I figured, well, let's accent it a little bit. We'll put a little film together. So you can go on, you can go on, and uh, I don't, how do you get that? How do you pull that down? 
I took on the commander of the base. See, the commander, if, if, if there's a military commander, a general, you don't have to speak to him like, you know, he's some, some guy where melt, butter won't melt in his mouth. He's heard it all. Just treat him, you know, if, if he's covering something up, treat him like the scum he is. You treat him like a, a, a buck private. You're the general. <laughs> Screw these guys. That was classic. Uh, you let them have it that day. <laughs> they don't answer the questions, you know. Said, you're not answering the question because you're lying. You see, you're, you're head of the you're head of the uh, of the Nellis Air Force Base, and you say you've never been on Area uh, you've never been to Area 51. He says I didn't say that. I said, you know, all I can say is this. I said, in other words, you can't say the truth. I said, you can't say the truth, can you? Right. Ask him the question. But, you know, uh, uncovering the truth, Anthony, uh, is you're not a stranger to that, nor are you a stranger to saving lives. Folks, Anthony's trying to save your lives in the days ahead. But this isn't uh, new to Anthony. He's also tried to pull the cover off of the, uh, the cut-and-burn industry, the medical mafia. Uh, and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your trip over to China in the Chungpa Mountains, Anthony. Well, the... Uh... This is in Manchuria. It's west of the Yalu River, uh, west of North Korea. Um, and if you go up in that area, uh, they could be growing heroin or uh, opium or whatever. Uh, they could, you know, heroin comes from opium. Uh, there's a 1,400% increase of, 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 uh, of opium coming out of uh, Afghanistan. That's why we're in Afghanistan. There's no terrorists out there trying to kill us. <laughs> and in the Changba Mountains, I was up there investigating uh, the growing of a number of herbs which are combined in a thing called Tiensen. And the Tiensen has been proven to work against cancer, but it is in opposition to the allopathic medicine men who want to say that you can't do anything except burn a cancer, poison a cancer, or cut it out. And of course, that isn't true. But they don't want us healthy. They want us sick. You say, well, that's crazy. Now, we've got a, uh, a tape, a film called China's Answer to Cancer. That's why I'm going to do this other one. The Vampire Vaccines. Anthony, you actually took a trip to the mountains of China and uncovered the story of a herbal elixir that has saved thousands of lives and is a cure for many forms of cancer. Yet um, well, you, you won't hear about it here in that. America. You, you can only tell. You can only say is you can't say it's a cure. You can say it is a medical supplement. And what it does, it enhances the immune system to where the immune system can take on the cancer. That's all I said that it did, and that's all I'm going to say that it does. It enhances the immune system. The immune system will battle the cancer. Well, it could have, it could have enhanced my father's time on this earth and I tried well, but to, he wouldn't listen. He wanted the allopathic it. stuff. Yes, sir, and it killed him dead as a doornail, Anthony, in six months. 
I had to see my own father die because he was killed by the American medical establishment who didn't want him to know about a uh, an herbal elixir from China that could have saved his life and killed the cancer. But that's another story. But you've covered many such stories, haven't you, and to include uh, $10 a gallon gas. Well, we've got this. We've got a... Honestly, we've, we've got, there's a car out there that we've developed, a friend of mine has developed, it goes 458 and a half miles per gallon. Good golly. <laughs> I could go from here to Jacksonville back with that. Veggie fuel. Wow. Veggie oil. Oh, I wouldn't like to take a long trip in this damn thing, but it'll work. 458 Thank miles per gallon? Wow. But it can be developed into something else. We probably wouldn't get 458 and a half miles per gallon. We might get 319, right? Oh, darn. But I certainly wouldn't want to sell it out here in this country. Sell it overseas. Make it successful over there. Then it can be brought in. Don't give the American public a break. American public doesn't deserve a break. They buy... They buy they buy the worst. It's like the Japanese buy the worst of American culture. And you say, well, oh, they're, they're, we should be supporting uh, uh, these new hybrid cars. The hybrid cars isn't something new. <laughs> the American public has forgotten that the Model T was a hybrid car. They'd switch, switch and it would go from, from alcohol to, to oil. The reason that the Rockefellers came in and banned, got foot, uh, $4.5 million or whatever it was into the Christian, uh, women's, women's Christian Temperance League was to get them to go out to, to push to ban alcohol. Then the Model T's couldn't run on alcohol. So Grandpa's moonshine could no longer be used in the car. And it made the American public totally dependent upon what? They became dependent upon what? Gasoline. And it's not fossil fuel. It's abiotic fuel. It's Before you explain it, Anthony, I want to give out our number again. Folks, if you'd like to talk to the man... Anthony J. Hilder. The call number for tonight is 917-889-2745. And, uh, Anthony, I haven't given that number out uh, more times tonight because it's such a rare honor and privilege to have you on, my friend. I wanted to, I wanted to hear the latest of what's going on in the life of A.J. Hilder. You know, who's going to call? How many people actually call? How many people will stand up for them for themselves? How many people will stand up for the country? I don't know, brother. I think I'm starting to lose hope that there's anybody awake out out there, you know, that uh, even cares what's coming down the pike. They're watching reruns of Loose. I love Lucy. Bruce, you know that. <laughs> The dorks. They're more the dumbest they're more of the interested dumb. In, Most uh, Americans are, are that's where they're at. <laughs> Who's gonna be the next American idol? Yes.
Or who's sleeping with who in Hollywood? Then how and long they, their kids uh, have before they, they, they put a chemical bomb in America when they were polling Americans as to who is the most uh, macho man in America? They picked out Rock Hudson. I said, Rock Hudson's a flaming fag. I said, Oh God! Oh, oh, how terrible! What a horrible thought! This macho, handsome man. Oh, he's doing. You know, oh, God, he's a hero. I said, please, please. I said, AIDS got to Hollywood in the back of a Hudson. <laughs> you know, this is, you know, they're trying to sell, they're trying to sell Rock Hudson as a macho man. And you go over, you go over to his pool and they're surrounded by these, you know, statues of young boys. Henry Wilson was his agent, and I knew Henry Wilson. He's a flamer. <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, a lot of guys Hollywood. How's how's Boosie doing these days? Well, I think pretty good. You know, uh, he's a, a friend, and he's. Come out, and he's on the team, my friend. Yeah, he was on one of your uh, films, wasn't he? Gary Boosie? Yes. He's a uh, friend, and uh, Damien Chapp is a friend. He's in Frankenfed, the monster amongst us. And I, I talked to the head of the uh, um, In the Fed movement today down at the rally. He was there. He had never gotten a copy of Frankenfed, so I gave him one. And he's going to put it out. And, you know, plug it throughout the country. You have waken up quite a few in Hollywood, um, putting the tapes into the hands. You know, even Charlie Sheen has woken up. What's going on? Uh, I don't think it was any accident. They uh, he ended up. Well, in, he's a uh, good guy. Yep. And I'll, I'll tell you, somebody else who's you know, considered, you know, a red, a guy that I like. That's Ed Asner. I used to hate Ed Asner. But I've, I've gone over to Ed's place and sat down and talked to him for five hours. I'm looking oh. on his on his desk. He's got this this uh, cookie jar. It's all it's a white porcelain jar. It's, it's a, a mouse tongue. The whole jar is white. It's about maybe 12, 14 inches high. And then they've got the mouse little red book, and that's the only thing that's red in the, the cookie jar. <laughs> and I guess Ed gets a kick out of it. <laughs> if you look at his, his knife connection collection on the side of the wall. Uh, well, I'm not as interested in him as I am uh, Steven Seagal, my friend. How's he doing these days? Well, I haven't seen Steven uh, for some time, but he was interested in the Illuminati. And I'd like to see him do something on the Illuminati rather than any of these, these uh, fake... Uh, Chinese tongs and all of that crap that he comes up with these uh, better, worse than B movies. Brother, I think he knows what time it is. That's why uh, he was in Costa Rica not too many months ago, scouting out a place for a house. You know, the elite know that uh, the clock is ticking and it's almost midnight, and time is short to get out of this uh, this hellhole. 
Well, somebody wanted to have some counsel with uh, yours truly, they can call me. I'll charge them five hundred dollars for a counsel for uh, a session, but then I'll take the monies and make you know movies. If you're it's just not the in. money. We don't, we don't have money. We've got debt issued into circulation at point of origin. And then our children or our great-grandchildren are forced to pay for this stuff. And if you sit around and do nothing and say nothing, then you're responsible. How do you, how, how do you judge an audience? Do you, know, have, do you have any idea how many people listen to the show or don't listen? Yes, we get, uh, we get some stats after the program is over. And uh, we can tell how many people have uh, tuned in and also downloaded. And uh, You know, Anthony, we've done probably close to, to 70 shows. And I'll tell you, my friend, it's a labor of love. How many, what's the most that have ever listened to the show? The most downloads I've gotten has been about fourteen hundred downloads so far. That's people who have actually come downloads. Fourteen hundred. How soon do you know? Uh, we, we know basically after the program is over, within about twenty-four to forty-eight hours, you know, uh, it'll start getting propagated over uh, iTunes and word will spread. I would like you to let me know. I would because, like. You know, you I would to, love to to do a show, you know, with you. I'd love for somebody to. To actually listen, but you, listening without response is sort of like eating without food. How do you do it? You can go through the motions of swallowing and thinking, well, that tastes real good, or I think, you know. This, it can't be all illusionary. It has to be for real. You've got to, to actually be able to to judge what's happening, and, and that's generally as a result of calling. Like on, I would do a talk show in Anchorage, Alaska. I was on between 8 and 11. One night I tried to get 100 calls. I got 99. I tried. 99, but, but I was deliberately <laughs> doing it to make... What do you think about this? Yes or no? This, bam, 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 bam. And I tried to jam in, tried to get 100 calls, never did get 100 <laughs> calls. But 36 or 40 calls was not that unusual. You've been all over the world. You've been to Anchorage. You've been to South Africa. You've been to uh, even the jungles of Vietnam. Um, well, this, I don't want to get into all of it, but I was in jail, if you say, in jail in South Africa, in, in Joburg. Uh, I was arrested. That's for giving them the information about the Sweto riots before they occurred. They really didn't want to know what information I had at that time. They just wanted to know where I was getting it. That was of concern. My point is, you traveled... You've traveled the world, Anthony, uh, to uncover the stories from uh, the vehicle that would do 458 miles of the gallon to the to uh, you didn't say it, I'll say it, the cure for cancer in the Chungpa Mountains, to uh, the truth behind our funny money, 
known as the Federal Reserve Note, which is no more federal than Federal Express, my friends, that are listening out there. Or the Federal Bubblegum Company. Or the Federal Laundry. To the infiltration of the Masonic Order in our own uh, Christian church. Masonic religion. Who worship uh, Baphomet at the very top of the, the 33rd degree ladder that you climb in the, the masonry. Well, so the, the truth behind the second uh, degree, I think it, uh, the pyramid is down, pointed down. The 33rd is up. You put them together and you've got the Star of David. We put one over the other, the 32 over the 33. It doesn't surprise me. The, the Star of David did not exist in King David's time. It's, uh, it's part of the Kabbalah, which is Jewish witchcraft. And, uh, folks, it's all intertwined. CFR, Committee for Foreign Relations, the Bohemian Grove, the Trilateral Commission, the Club of Rome, the Illuminati, the Rothschilds, the Bilderbergers. Uh, shall I heard we go people, on? You know, I heard one girl tell me who's holding up the sign of the, about the building number seven went down, and she's one of the girls with holding up the pole, which carries the, the sign. And she's telling me about the Illumina. She's telling me about the uh, uh, the Illuminati. She's telling me about uh, uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski. People are, I mean, on the street, they're telling me about this stuff. This information is out, and it's expanding exponentially. They can't stop it. Unless, of course, they create another crisis for control. Contrived chaos, Anthony. That is the buzzword for tonight, folks. That's what they did with 911, and that's what they plan to do again, except this time it's not going to be 3,000 that die. It'll be 3 million that die. Don't take my word for it. Take the prophets that God has sent to warn this country. Jonathan Hansen who said, whatever the final body count in the World Trade Center, God showed him that the next time all the skyscrapers will fall, it will be a thousand times the body count. So the 3,000 will be now three, be 3 million. The Red Dawn invasion that's coming, my friends, as a civil war riot breaks out in this country, the Russian Spetsnaz troops, who know where our nuclear power plants are, will take them out. And then Cuba, Mexico, Nicaragua, in Central America, we're, are going to invade up through the NAFTA superhighway, folks. Well, they've got about 28,000 that have died along the border. They've killed the Mex. You know, they're killing the Mexicans. They don't want to free them. They want to create the problem, make it so bad in Mexico that they have to come here. I mean, it's it's insane for any nation to allow... Well, like Obama's administration, to sue the, the, the government of Arizona for trying to protect the people. The same state Obama, that you go in. Insane. This guy's insane. Do they call him Hussein? They say he's insane. In my opinion, he's nuts. Trying to bring us into a new world order. That's what George Bush was talking about on September 11th, 1991. Ten years before to the day. The famous talking about the new world order. Well, I don't think Obama is smart. I think he's dumb. 
I think he's been set up, boy. What? I think he's been set up and um, to buy to buy into the lie to think that uh, when he betrays America, he's going to have a a place in this uh, new Luciferian system. Well, they'll have a place for him, all right. But, you know, he's getting out that rag and that polish. <laughs> he's down there in his knees. Get out that little kit there. Get that rag popping, boy. Get those shoes, Rockefeller shoes, shined up real good. And the big new Brzezinski. Bitter. You know, and making him as a macho guy? Come on. Larry Sinclair swears that he did Obama, but I think Obama paid him, according to Larry. Oh, there's a book on, out on it, right? Absolutely. Reverend Manning broke the story on it. The book. In that, what is the other guy? You know, I debated this Dr. Khalid Abdul Muhammad. He's got to kill the white man, you got to kill the white woman. Got to kill the children. Why kill the little blue-eyed babies? Because someday they're going to grow up to rule your babies. So kill them now. Then dig them up and kill them again. Because they didn't die hard enough. If you can't dig up the grave, just shoot into the grave. Shoot into the grave. And that's somebody who's supported by the Ford Foundation. I imagine the old man Ford would have really been turning in his grave if he knew that these scum that he had raised were doing the things that they've done. Oh, and Edsel Jr., he had named his uh, yacht the Black Panther. That's what has become of America. God help us. These are ungodly people. Not only can we do something about it, we must. How long will it be before you get the numbers on this show? I'd like to. I'd like to find out. I'd like to find out. Anybody listening to the beginning of the show, I would have turned this show off in a in a New York minute hearing myself, you know, falling asleep. And I literally was falling asleep. And then the one call that came in, that brightened and lightened me up. I thought, wow. How many how many calls have you had, Bruce? In the history of your show, Oh, we've had uh, we've had nights that uh, you know just the calls ringing off the hooks. I, I think that uh, what has happened here, Anthony, is that uh, people are shocked by the truth, and they realize, yeah, what, how dumb I have been to buy into the lie. And if they were able to pull it over on me, lie comes next. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. And most people can't. We've got a thing, Agenda 21. We did the show between England and the United States, and we talk about Agenda 21 and Catch, 20, uh, catch 22. That's the confiscation of the property. 
through red tagging and taxation. God, what a mess. But one woman went over there and started talking about Agenda 21 and Common Purpose in several of their offices, the Common Purpose closed up. So it's really not difficult to win. I mean, it's, it's, it's no big deal to win. We can win this. This is not a, this is not a, a no-brainer. Well, I shouldn't say this is a no-brainer. I'm going to reverse that. That's not what I meant to say. It is a no-brainer. But this, this is, it's, this doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to figure it out. This expose has gone viral. I was looking at the, the, just the numbers on, on who've come, come in to take a look at Anthony J. Hilder. It went about nearly 150,000 in one day. I think people fail to understand, Anthony, that when the time to act comes, the time to prepare is over with. And, folks, you don't have much time to get your house in order. Number one, spiritually. Let's get, let's get specific. Dehydrated food, the nitrogen packed, a water purifier. Get two. You, you could always sell one for a fortune. Lead is important. Powder. Keep your powder dry. Boy, keep your powder dry. Don't forget the most important of all, Anthony, you've got to have toilet paper. Because everything that goes in must come out. And folks, unless uh, your idea of... Uh... Well, I have my Japanese girlfriend, she said, at the end of the war in Japan, right, they were using toilet paper on both sides. <laughs> we didn't have luxury in the old days. We were using corn cobs. My grandmother said. Corn cobs and Sears Roebuck uh, catalogs. Um, but no, literally, literally, people, there is, if you, you're well, hearing this program. You, you, you could always be using Zimbabwean uh, $1,000 bills. That's coming, Anthony. My, my $100 trillion, trillion dollar note is worth about two rolls of toilet paper. $100 trillion, two rolls of toilet paper used. That's <laughs> about the fact. But you people don't get it. It's stupid. It's stupid. Well, what they better get is, uh, they better get a pen and write down this uh, website, because folks, I want you to go over to Anthony's Website, and if if we have piqued your curiosity tonight, if we have actually uh, done our due diligence and driven some truth home to you, and you want to find out more, get over to freeworldfilmworks.com, and you're going to find a collection of some of the most eye-opening, most well-researched videos of all time, from none other than my good friend, A.J. Hilder, as we call him, Anthony J. Hilder, the man who has done 17,000 radio interviews, who was the first to break the 
story on the New World Order when he interviewed Myron C. Fagan. Do your homework. Anthony has certainly done his. And maybe you can't wake up everybody, but you can wake up uh, your realm of influence, your family members. Hopefully you can get together and pull some resources and do something while there's still an opportunity to do it. It's not a matter of each one reaching one. Forget all of that crap. It's so each one has to reach maybe 10, 12, 13. And then a good percentage of those have had to reach 10, 12, 13. It's an exponential rise of awareness. They can't stop this. It's unstoppable. They can't defeat us. We're undefeatable. Unless they push the Internet kill switch, Anthony, and then our last vestige of hope for free speech is gone. And they even have plans to do that. So our plan is to go up beyond the Internet onto shortwave. So we're working on that. But, to Anthony, if someone would like to, they said, hey, I'm tuning in. Uh, I didn't catch you live. I got you on the MP3. And, you know, Anthony spoke the truth. I would like to get behind him and, and help get some of these uh, films in circulation. How can they get a hold of you? Well, they could write to me at uh, 11664, 11664 National Boulevard, Suite 422, Los Angeles, California. That's Anthony J. Hilder, 11664 National Boulevard, Suite 422, Los Angeles, California. It's, you know, <laughs> we could be talking... If this audience was packed, I'd say, listen, tonight, guys, I want to do three posters. We're going to do this. Is, this is one poster of uh, Uncle Sam in the Bathamet. I don't have to take credit for it. You can take credit for it. You can do it. These things match up. And just said, I want you. Uncle <laughs> Sam, I want you. And this is go to Bathamet. The go to Bathamet wants you. He wants your daughter. He wants your wife, your son. You take like a, a really a despicable guy. You take you take a, a book which is dedicated to Satan. That's the Bible of Obama. This guy isn't smart. He's stupid. He's dumb. Stupid. He's the bankster's boy. He's doing their bidding. You don't talk to... If... if, if uh, my Daphne, you know Daphne, the girl I used to go with. We were down at the uh, Republican convention in San Diego when Dole was running for president and Dole came by and I thought, what an opportunity. Daphne's black. Dole comes up to shake her hand, and she refuses to shake his hand. That's what I wanted her to do. I don't think she knew about it, but she came across him. I was doing a radio show from the convention. We just need some support for these projects. And the projects will pay for themselves. And when somebody bootlegs our product, 
That's not bad. It's good. When I say bootleg, I mean just giving the things away is fine. I don't want somebody to go into competition and just knock us out. We're not making any money off of this. We're making people wake up. Sometimes you've got to jolt them. You got to put, you know, some electrodes to the to the genital genitalia. <laughs> got to shock them. It's like they they just dropped the hair dryer in the tub. I don't know if that would be strong enough, Anthony, to wake up uh, the American public at this stage in the game. I think they've well, already. Like I said, in England, England, I was up there two days after the uh, the Lisbon Treaty, which surrenders uh, surrendered their sovereignty. Got they're just it. walking around, and the paper says, you know, it's over. First they surrender the guns, and England. they surrendered their sovereignty, and their privacy is gone. They almost have uh, a million cameras here on every street corner now. It's coming to Not America. Not a million, people. but, I mean, you have more surveillance in London than in any other city in the world. If from the, from the You go in front of the bank of uh, uh, the British, the, there's the... Um, the Exchequer, which is like the, the head of the uh, Federal Reserve, the Court of St. James. It's crazy out there. These people are insane. We the the story about the, that Myron came up of the Rothschilds taking the money taking over the Bank of England. We've told that story, and that story is, is out around the world. It's out around the world from what we've done with the, the Illuminati records. You hear it everywhere. It's not that it's... Uh, uh, it's not that, it, that, that nobody knows about it. They do know about it. They do know about it, and we're winning. We are winning, and we will continue to win. We'll continue to get the information out in China. And there will always be that one guy out in the middle of uh, the Tiananmen Square who stands in front of the tank. The tank moves, he moves. He says, run me over, you sons of bitches. Run me over and we'll show the world who you are. He's willing to give his life. In Tiananmen Square, you can't come up with a camera and it was certain, you can't do certain things. And they've got like a hundred different people who work that square. Try to get you to do something that you're not allowed to do. There's no freedom in China. And we buy product, slave labor product, from the Chinese. We're owned by the Chinese now, Anthony. Um, I think that we're already in slavery. People just haven't woke up to that. You know, I... I um, 
I'm walking, you know, through the rooms by the pond. And you take a look at, uh, I saw one film I was watching one night. This woman was getting, wanted to have uh, her complexion and everything about her body looking good. So she was eating a soup. And the soup, uh, they would take uh, unborn children, fetuses, unborn babies, where they would abort them and they would, they would charge monies for the big boys. They eat them. Grief. Oh, they eat them. No, the, the big boys cost more. But but she was having uh, they 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 put them in this like soup thing, and then they she was uh, drinking this, and it was supposed to be help her complexion. And she was going up to this woman who was performing abortions. And when uh, one Chinese uh, doctor was asked. He says, why do you eat the unborn babies? He says, well, anything else would be a waste. That's what it's coming down to, Anthony. Mandatory abortions. You know, it's, it's, I, and I went outside some of those, um, like walled cities. And says, why would they have 40 foot walls around this little town? What's going on inside there? Wow. It's rumored that some of those women, some of the girls that are held in those slave camps don't always have a good night or a pleasant day. Take a look at the damn wall of China, man. That was that was built, you know, it's like 1,500 miles. Who built that? That's built with slave labor. It's the truth. The mentality is such that they're going to buy into all of these unacceptable things. They'd give a person a Walmart and they're happy. And, uh, you know, American Idol and... Uh, but, you know, it's a, it's the, the, the unborn babies... See, I wanted to buy one. I wanted to buy uh, some of the, you know, uh, unborn babies in jars. Because you know, I could bring them back and I could show them, or maybe we could put them in cans, some, put some other label on it, you know, send them. I'd like to get them here. It's not that. Di- I don't think it'll be that difficult. Then it would, see, it makes a point. You bring it out at a lecture. They don't believe you. Then they'll believe you. Then they'll believe you. Over there, I, I generally, uh, I didn't like the food. I didn't know what the hell they were the media, so I, I stood away, stayed away from that. I'd get the fish if I could get live fish, or I'd eat the snake. You don't know what you're going to eat over there. It could be a rat on a stick. Fried rat. God have mercy. Um, I've seen the fried rat over there in in in, in Africa. He's got the other rat tail, and he's he's chewing up that rat. It's like charcoal rat. Uh, Really? You have to laugh and cry, folks, because cannibalism is coming to America. It's going to be soil and green before it's over with. There's there's 100,000 empty coffins, Anthony, that coffin liners in Georgia alone, brother. They know what's coming down the pike. They made guillotines. 
They've got them. Some guy, you know, they, the one cop stopped somebody. They opened up the truck and it was guillotines. The book of Revolutions has been opened up, Anthony. We are literally in the last days, my friend. Well, I want to say uh, God bless you for being a good sport and staying on with me three hours. Uh, the Omega Man has been known to keep guests on three hours. I don't know what it is. I just uh, yeah, you called me and I was my time. I was going to go out and do another uh, uh, do a thing down in Wilshire. Uh, that's where I met uh, with. Uh, I'm looking with forward to, meeting, to, to seeing you again, Anthony. We'll go out to Dan Tennis. <laughs> we got to oh, have my. some joy before. Uh, well, they got they, the they have over here in West Hollywood. They got it, this this, this uh, homosexual gay night, right? What the? Heck? The reason that they they push this the, the homosexual thing is it, it doesn't they don't the gays don't breed they recruit. Yeah, you've got to get out of that godforsaken town. That's for sure, man. They recruit, and you go out there, and uh, you know they they may have a party, and the they're uh, they don't know who's who. They just you know they're wandering around in the dark and party, doing one guy after another after another. I you think say, it's time oh, to punch you out of there. Why why would that be uh, uh, advantageous for the Illuminati? They don't want your son to to go with. Uh, uh, they want. They don't want Larry to go with uh, Carrie, the girl. Well, it just goes to show you who they are. Barry, the boy. They don't. They don't breed. They don't want your kids to breed. See, I want the Illuminati to have their sons go with other sons of the Illuminati. The daughters to go with the daughters. I want them to have mandatory abortions. I want them to have the vaccines. I'm serious. I don't want them to reproduce. I want them to finish themselves off. And you see all of the the suicides in the gay community over here. The tragedy. I know some, some nice gay guys. I mean, there's a couple of gay guys, really nice gay guys, who are at the uh, the 911 thing today. They were carrying the signs. They had it together. I actually did a couple of good interviews. In fact, one of one of the fellows is on 911, the greatest lie ever sold. I'm not going to ignore them. We've got the seconds remaining. It is being promoted. It's by design. It is by design that they plan to take everything you've ever had, everything you have, or everything you will have, if people don't wake up. Tony, it's been a uh, pleasure to have you on tonight. Thank uh, you, Bruce. And uh, um, <laughs> I guess your father named you Shannon, uh, sort of like uh, uh, when the father in, in uh, a, a song by... Uh, that country guy, uh, <laughs> a boy named Sue. Uh, yeah, I could have been called Sylvester, like Sylvester Stallone, so I guess yeah. I should just be proud of it. Uh, well, Shannon's River in, in Ireland, and I've been across it, and uh, 
out of the town called Killaloo, next to the, uh, well, next to the good Irish people. And uh, I love my England. We've started, we've started up a new website called OurEnglandUK.com. And another one is called CommonCriminal.net. Common Criminal. Or Common Crime. Common Crime, excuse me. Common Crime. That's about Agenda 21. And uh, Common Purpose. CommonCrime.net. And CommonCrime.info. And folks, if you're just tuning in, we will have this up on the MP3. It's also downloadable for free off of iTunes. Uh, and do not miss Tony's main website, FreeWorldFilmWorks.com. And I encourage you to go and order these titles and support uh, Anthony J. Hilder so he can continue to blow the cover off of the New World Order's plans and bring you the videos as only Anthony J. can do. Anthony, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you on, my friend. You're welcome on the mic anytime. Listen, thank you. Thank you so much. I enjoy doing the show. Uh, it's got, you have the opportunity to speak, you know, as we speak together privately, or we're speaking to you guys out there. Um, we're in the process of changing the world. We just have to do it faster. We've got to do it better. And we're better. They're using the same old propaganda stuff that they used when they did film the battleship Potemkin. Really? Hollywood is, you know, th- th- these guys aren't bright. They're using the same old rehashed, rehashed, rehashed again and again and again. We've got a lot of original ideas. want to do some movies. We could use your help. Do something that's worthwhile so that you can change the world. Join us. A world free is not united, and a world united is not free. A free world alliance must come into existence in opposition to the United Nations. Recognize the tribal, linguistic, racial, religious, and political nation states. Thumbs up, Bruce. Anthony, God bless you, my friend, and uh, I'll talk to you this week, my friend. Thank you for coming on tonight, and thank you for being on the front lines, my friend. Somebody's got to do it. God bless you. God bless. Good night. You've been listening to Anthony J. Hilder. My special pleasure tonight. Go check out Anthony's websites. Get his films. Support the cause. FreeWorldFilmWorks.com. I'll have the other websites up in the show links. And uh, thank you for tuning in, folks. God bless you and keep you. And I'll see you again on the next edition of the Omega Man Radio Network. And in the final moments remaining, I'll say, wow, guys, 9, 10, 11, 12, 6 hours tonight. What the Omega Man will not do to bring you the truth and one-of-a-kind guests like Anthony J. Hilder. God bless you, Anthony.